Dankeschön. Hey everyone, welcome to Game Face, episode 376 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. I'm Shane Satterfield. I'm the founder of Sifted. And before we get going today, um, I want to deliver a special message to our subscribers and our patrons because right now we're going through some stuff, like some big time stuff. Um, I've kind of kept it under the hood here over the last like eight or nine days. I didn't want to raise any alarms more than I need to, but things have gotten to the point where I need to kind of mention what's been going on. So some of you guys may have noticed, and we've had an article pinned to the top of our website for the last week, basically, um, telling you guys if you're having problems with your accounts, let us know and we'll try to save your accounts because a lot of you guys, your payments haven't been going through if you're on our old subscription system on sifted.net. And the reason that has happened is because we... Our credit card processor has been suspending our account um, because hackers have been hacking our website. And I don't want to go into too much detail on what's going on. All I'm going to say is that they're not after your information. You guys aren't in any, any danger at all. They're not trying to get... Also, by the way, your information is not even on our servers, so they couldn't get it if they wanted to. However, what they're doing is they're using... Our, our credit card processor for fraud. And we have been in a scramble mode. The people who are doing this are very, very good. Um, we have three site engineers working on this right now, trying to stop the attacks, and we haven't been able to stop them. Um, we just had another one this morning. And so we're in extreme danger right now. You can hear my voice. I'm starting to get a little emotional. Um, so what's happened is this person, this hacker, is running stolen credit cards through our credit card processor. And they're running just thousands and thousands of charges, hoping to find one credit card that's still active that they can then go and charge on. So they're charging all these small amounts through our credit card processor. The problem for us is that one, there's thousands of these charges and we have to go back and manually refund each one. I literally spent two days doing it from the first attack and we've now had three. So what's happening is they're making all these false charges. The problem, the real problem for us, other than the risk of losing our credit card processor, which is a very big deal, is that if we don't refund all these charges before the credit card companies realize that the cards are stolen and there are illegal charges on those cards, we get what's called a chargeback. And basically they're saying, hey, they charge something illegally through your website. We need that money back, which is fine. We're trying to refund those manually. But there's thousands of them. And some of the, the website doesn't work as it should to refund the stuff. And some of the stuff won't refund no matter what we do. And we're getting chargebacks for those. So the chargebacks aren't that big a deal because they're a dollar. And we have the money. We want to give the dollar back anyway. The problem is for each one of those chargebacks, you get a huge fine or fee. And if we're talking about thousands and thousands of charges, and if that fee is $30, you can do the math. It literally could bankrupt us and end sifted. I'm not, again, I haven't talked about this all week because we were trying to figure out solutions. Um, so I guess what I would say is our accounts are down now. So if any of your subscriptions are scheduled to renew over the next like week, week and a half, because we have to jump through a bunch of hoops to get our account reinstated with the credit card processor. We already did that twice, and now we have to do it a third time. They may not even reinstate our account. But if they do, it's going to take around a week. So any of you who have your on-site subscriptions that are coming up over the next week, 
chances are those payments aren't gonna go through. However, if they do put our account up fast enough, I can still save your on-site subscription. But the problem is you have to let me know. There is no way for us to go on the website of our credit card processor and sort by transactions that were denied. So the only way we can save your account on Sifted is if you let us know. Um, and we will do the best that we can to do that. And if not, if you've lost your on-site account, then you're gonna have to go to Patreon, patreon.com slash sifted. That's the only way. And so we could potentially lose thousands and thousands of dollars to these chargeback fees. The, another big problem is that we're losing subscribers. Like some people have been subscribed to Sifted that aren't even like gamers. They're just like people that wanna support me and have just left their credit card there. And have just we're gonna lose all those people. They're never coming back. There are some people who are lapsed that don't use Sifted as much as they used to. They're probably gone forever. It's a complete and utter nightmare. And so I've been working all week while dealing with this stuff. Like I know we were supposed to launch some new content on last Friday. That's why there was no new content on Friday because that's when the second carding attack happened. And we worked all weekend to work through that. And then today, another one happens and we're right back at ground zero again. So I don't even know what to say. I just want, look, I have been transparent with you guys from day one with Sifted and that's the way it's gonna be until the end. And this could very well be the end. I don't know. Uh, I can't believe I worked so hard for something and an asshole hacker could take it all away from me. So I don't want to tell you guys, like I'm here, I'm on Sifted. You can DM me at Shane. You can send emails to support at sifted.net. We are here. We're trying to work with you guys to get this stuff sorted out. No one cares about this more than I do, obviously. But I think most importantly for you guys, don't worry. Like no one was trying to get your information. They were just trying to use our credit card processor to check stolen credit cards so that they could then go and spend exorbitant amounts on those credit cards, basically. Um, and really the messed up part is in this last attack, the hackers left notes to us in the code that said, sorry, sifted. <laughs> so anyway... That's what's been going on. I saw a couple of you were salty that we didn't have a show on Friday. That really hurt me, to be honest, with what I'm going through, that you guys would complain about that. But now you know why there wasn't a show on Friday. But anyway, that's what's going on. And with that, here's Matt Kyle. <laughs> what's up, Matt? <laughs> I hope your week has been better than mine. Yes, it was, I think it was a lot better. <laughs> yeah. How was your week, in fact? It was good. We did uh, a... Um birthday thing at the movie night group that I go to that we've been trying to do for a very long time, which was to run Explorers, uh, one of my favorite movies from when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends, uh, his stepdad wrote it. So he came in and we did a little Q&A and talked about the movie a bit. And he got to see that a room full of people uh, still love the movie. And uh, that's awesome. felt good. So it was good. Uh, that was kind of my, in the end, that was kind of my birthday gift to myself was like getting to give back a little bit to the guy who made that movie that that's I awesome so man much. not we don't get to do that often enough in no. life i believe although you get to do it more often in la than you think that's true so it's funny people think about la as like this gigantic city where you're just like a number mm -hmm. and nobody knows who you that's not the way it is here man it's way smaller than you think yeah. like i told my mom like we go to restaurants in our neighborhood and people know us and that blew my mom's mind she was like what yeah i'm like the, yeah like our little neighborhood is in. just like a neighborhood yeah yeah the locale you're in for yeah sure. it's just People don't realize that. I remember one one year I had some friends. They were here for E3, and uh, on the you know on the, there's always that last day when E3 ends on Thursday, and everyone's still here on Friday because they don't fly back till Friday night. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, just come out to the G4 office, like come out and hang out, and we'll go get lunch and stuff. So they did. They did, 
and we walked from the you know the office down uh, on Wilshire to La Brea because at the uh, at the time the hotness was Umami Burger. Oh yeah, opened. which has kind of like disappeared now. Yeah, it's gone. It's pretty much gone now, except for like, maybe one. Yeah, but um, it was like the beginning of the the burger renaissance in L.A., uh, which was the food craze that happened after the food truck craze. Um, but so we walked down from that from the office, which was like a, it's like a mile down a like kind of a. A, a smallish street, like a couple down from Wilshire and get down to La Brea, and they were like, "Oh my God, there's trees and houses," and <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, people live here. Yep. It's, a, it's a neighborhood. Like it's very walkable, and there's a pond with turtles in it." And just like, oh, they, and, but they'd only ever been to LAX and downtown. You know, I mean, like, a lot of people say, are that way, or so, they're just LAX and Santa Monica, yeah, and they don't go anywhere else. They stay in their hotel and they go to the beach every day, and yeah, then they, they go back to LAX. But and they, they don't know, like they thought LA was was the airport and a concrete forest you know like that's basically it and like yeah, yeah most of la is just neighbor little na- warrens of neighborhoods like off the main roads yeah you, know? you go one block in from like la brea or santa monica or hollywood boulevard and there's just little twisty warrens of parks and people yeah um so anyway la isn't as big as you think you should come and yeah. visit us and we'll show you around to our favorite neighborhoods that also means don't piss anybody off because <laughs> You never know when some random dude like is like the guy who goes to lunch with Spielberg every Thursday. They know where you live. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so anyway, if you ever come and visit us, let us know. In fact, I've met several sifters who have come to L.A. to visit who just dropped me a message. They're like, hey, I'm coming into town. Would you be cool meeting up? Absolutely. Um, always down to get a beer with any of y'all. If you ever come to L.A., just make sure you send me a DM or whatever. Get at me, and we'll make it happen. Um, let's actually check out chat real quick. So I do right. want to see what they were saying about... Oh, my mic is low. Your mic is low? Okay. We'll bring you up. It looks the same as it is. It's the same as it always is, yeah. But I'm also facing a different direction. That's true. Yeah. I'm facing away from the mic more if I'm looking at the camera. Um, One Super Master Gamer, thank you for Twitch Prime. Obviously, Twitch Prime matters more now than ever, people. If you're watching or listening to this show, I know we've asked you guys to do this a bunch of times, but we need it more now than ever. Shora F, thank you for Twitch Prime. Um, Torian Till (laughs) says, nothing wrong with Matt's mic. Hmm. Mm. Weird. Okay, getting mixed messages there. Um, um, Legacy, if I sub on YouTube and the payment reach you without any issues. Yeah, I mean, we get paid totally. You can subscribe. But I'm just saying this. um, It's not the best way to pay. You're kind of getting ripped off on YouTube, like for a dollar or two per month. They don't give us enough flexibility to offer the same packages that we do on Patreon. So unfortunately you're generally paying about a dollar more per month if you join us on youtube but you know we appreciate any way that you can help us out um link's so good some people just suck yeah i mean the fact that the guy or girl it could be a girl left a note to us after what he did is disgusting i know he thought it was like oh i'll make him feel better about it no that didn't do anything at all i mean it really i think it's really a thing where it's like you find a website that has that vulnerability you keep using it until it goes away well, that's what he's doing and, yeah. he, and clearly knows what he's doing is wrong oh yeah and feels feels a little bad about it but yeah. he's like, he doesn't oh, care that's his business yeah exactly so. that is shutting down mine yeah um hello my dude my one dude thank you for twitch prime link so good thank you for twitch prime toast nine thank you for twitch prime commander fett thank you I feel like Toast9 subscribes every week. Time moves so fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you guys are just will wishes. That's great, man. I appreciate it. I just want you guys to know. Also, by the way, some of you guys have noticed, um, this is the first ever episode of Game Face streaming live at 1080p. Um, Curtis, worked out. Courtesy of the Recycled Gaming Beast. Yeah. 
worked all the kinks out for that. Still working on the cameras a little bit, but you guys were actually, you guys really liked the show. The new show, which I was pleasantly surprised by. Um, it was pretty much unanimous, particularly on um, YouTube. Our users there love the new show. And most of you guys did too. I think we had one person who was like, eh. Um, but for the most part, you guys really liked it, which is great because all the work that I put into that, if that would have failed on top of what's been going on behind the scenes, I may have absolutely lost my mind. I stay, may still lose my mind. I feel like I'm like right on the edge. Um, so anyway, just stuff that I've been dealing with. We'll see if we can survive. Um, this next week is going to be a very pivotal week for us across the board pretty much. Um, but other than that, I think that's all the house has a lot of show intro there. Um, but anyway, I'll keep you guys updated. If you guys are on the site, um, I keep updating that article that's pinned to the top of everybody's SIFs right now as we get more information. Um, but the best thing you can do is as soon as you get that email saying that your payment didn't go through, contact us immediately, immediately. Like as soon as you get it, because you have a very limited time for us to save your old, your OG sifted account before it's wiped out forever and you have to go over to Patreon. So just make sure that you do that. Um, and let's see, Silk Shank saying, look after your heart. My, uh, my wife is very worried about me. This week, she has like come up to me like several times and said like, you need to calm down. Like you're, I'm freaking out. I'll be honest, I am freaking out. I don't think it's my heart, though. It's more like my nerves. Like, I have a, yeah. I have a horrible headache all day today. Anyway, it just sucks. <laughs> but with that, it's time to get on mm -hmm. with our housekeeping. I still sound quiet compared to Shane. I am quiet compared to Shane. Yeah, I'm oh, really loud. Also, you're being probably picked up on this mic, too. So. What's happening is I'm talking this direction, yeah. and your mic is that direction. Mm -hmm. So I will turn you up a little bit because you're right. You're, you're looking in the different direction of your mic now. Mm-hmm. Okay, hopefully that helps out a little bit. Let us know as the show goes on. I want to put it over here, too. Put what over here? My mic. Oh, you can't because of the way the tables are. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, there's a wall. Yeah, there's a wall there, unfortunately. Anyway, we're working on all this stuff. This is only our second episode with this new setup. We'll get it all figured out pretty soon. You turn it around. Yeah, you're right. I could, but then your legs won't fit because the other side has... Anyway. No, it doesn't. It's all empty. No, I mean this side. Oh? If you spin it around. Yeah, there's a wall that goes down. You can't get your legs underneath it. Anyway, yeah. I've got it all under control, man. Believe me. <laughs> I, I know what we can and can't do. I'm working on it. Uh, so anyway, let's get on with our housekeeping for episode 376. Not a lot this week, which is a good thing because we have four games we're going to talk about in today's show, which we haven't had in quite a while since probably last October, maybe, or early November or something like that. Um, also, before we get going into housekeeping, I should just mention for the people who are listening to the show out on any of the podcast services or if you're watching on YouTube, we are supported 100% by pay. I know despite what I said to open the show, we are really supported 100% at Patreon at patreon.com slash sifted. If you pledge just $4 a month, you get all our content at least three to four days early. You get Pactor Factor a week early with all this stuff going on. We would just really appreciate it. If some of you people who have been sitting on the fence waiting to support us could maybe jump in now, we'd really, really appreciate it. And with that, let's get on with housekeeping. Um, we're going to discuss something that um, we were hoping we'd get an announcement on before today's episode. Unfortunately, that did not happen. But we've got more information, Matt, about the rumors that Xbox first-party exclusive games are going to end up appearing on other platforms. Um, the announcement is on Thursday. Um, they're doing... So Xbox launched this podcast thingy a while ago. I guess they're going to make all the announcements on the podcast show uh, but we'll know the actual details on Thursday, but stuff has already started to leak out. And some of this information actually comes via 
uh, The Verge, which is a sister website of Polygon, which is a little weird that The Verge got this information and Polygon did not. Um, but anyway, uh, this comes from The Verge, and the first information that we've got is that there are three games that are targeted for other platforms right now. The first one is Hi-Fi Rush. Um, we talked about this last week, how it's a great candidate, because it's a smaller game. It's a really, really good game. It was a Game of the Year candidate for some people, but it's also smaller and one that I don't think is going to move a lot of consoles or really sell Game Pass subscriptions. So I think we both kind of agreed, like, hey, if you're going to put some of your exclusive games on other platforms, this is probably a good choice. Would you agree mm -hmm. with that, Matt? Yeah. And, like, you know, it's one of those games you should probably be exposed to as many people as you can. Yeah. Um, and then another game... Honestly, they have very little in their exclusive stable that's going to move hardware. Like, that's part of the problem. <laughs> That's a good point, actually, Matt. Because here's one of the other games, and this one's definitely not moving hardware, and it's Pentiment. Also, yeah. some people thought this was like a Game of the Year contender. I mean, if this is the kind of thing you're into, there's not a lot of competition. Yeah. <laughs> For um, a reason, I would argue. But, uh, well, I mean, I think it was very good. Mm -hmm. I liked it a lot. It's just, you know, not your thing. No, but, definitely uh, not. Yeah. I mean, I appreciated it. And understood why some people really liked it, but it wasn't my thing. Uh, I see Squishy Muffin says, B-roll looking sharp. Everybody enjoying that 1080p mm -hmm. for the very first time for our live stream, which is great. It's good to see that you guys can yeah, see a good, difference. Good, good that you started it with Pentiment. Yeah, <laughs> something that really pushes yeah. it. <laughs> well, we did show Hi-Fi Rush first. Um, and then the third game that is rumored to be on the block to be distributed to other platforms is Sea of Thieves. And this game is so damn old, like, it's way beyond its expiration date mm -hmm. to drive sales of anything. But you put it on other, other platforms, all of a sudden, all those microtransactions start adding up. Mm -hmm. And you can make some money off of it because, you know, you're going to make your 30% cut or whatever the number ends up being off of any sort of sales that would go through for a game like Sea of Thieves. So any game as a service to me, Matt, you'd almost be stupid to not put it on other platforms. Mm -hmm. We'll tell Sony that. Yeah. But. Yeah, we'll talk about one of those here in a little bit. Um, but to me, like, what we heard so far about this, I don't think it's that bad. Like, if I think you're, if you're no. an Xbox... Well, and also, uh, the guy who reported it, Jez Corden, really backed, like, backpedaled on a lot, like, the Starfield claim and things like yep, that. Yep, oh, you're right. You should, we should bring that up. That Starfield now looks like it's not a yeah. target. And that dude's actually taking a break from Twitter now. Like, it's... It, I think he... He, he got some bad info or overstepped something or... That's something, a huge mistake. Something happened there. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure exactly what occurred there, but he definitely... He put out some statements and was like, I'm going to step back from the Twitter thing. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll just I'll see what you mean. Yeah. I don't think, Matt, people realize when you work in industries like this that things that you do could have gigantic ramifications. Well, like, what like, we do in life echoes in eternity. But seriously, on like what he did could affect stock prices. It could yeah. remove like a billion dollars off of Microsoft's like stock price. Like, mm -hmm. People don't realize the power that journalists have. And you go all willing, you're like, I got a scoop. I'm, you, a lot of people don't think before they tweet. People don't realize the power some dumbass with a Twitter, Twitter account has. No, you're right. Like if, if something catches fire, because now, you know, even though he, he, you know, he put out the extra statements and clarified some things, there's thousands of people who don't know he did that, and they believe Starfield is coming to PlayStation and the Xbox is going away. Yeah. Like, there's... You can't undo. You can't put that genie back in the bottle. Yeah, um, Matt. What would you? What's the biggest Xbox exclusive that you would be okay with them giving to other platforms? 
I think putting the Master Chief Collection on everything would be fine. Yeah. Like, those games, you know, Halo 1 through whatever have... You've made your the, money on their job. Those games at this point, and yeah. There's no real reason not to. And like, if, you know what? We put out, put that out on something on PlayStation, and PlayStation people dig, decide to dig Halo, and then they're like, "Oh, I want Infinite. We can't have Infinite unless you get a PC or a, or a X, Xbox." And mm-hmm. you never know. Yeah. You know, and and it's you know, it's nothing but like extra sales at that point. I would even I would even say like if you put out like a Gears trilogy collection. Put that on everything. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Like, at this point, like, what God, more money? <laughs> you know what? Put Forza Horizon, tr- like, trilogy on. Like, do, like, a, do like the old, like, one through three. Or, like, like you just can't because the licensing expired. But put, like, Forza Horizon 4 or something. Yeah. On PlayStation and watch that thing blow up. Because they don't have anything like that. Anymore. I mean, what more can, at this point, can you milk out of Halo? Yeah. Like, I don't think... Well, now that Master Chief Collection is pretty much fixed yeah. and runs really well, it'd be nice to give it to the PlayStation people so they don't have to... They never experienced the, the dark years <laughs> yeah. of, that, of that group. But that's a really solid, amazing collection. What, what an amazing way to experience Halo for the first time if you've never played it before. Oh, yeah. If you never owned an Xbox. Well, plus you can spend very little money yeah. and get a gigantic library of Halo games. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. That's the other thing, too, is that Halo has kind of lost its relevance here. Like, you could actually kind of reinvigorate it with the whole new audience if you did it the right way. Halo isn't like Xbox anymore. Yeah. I mean, maybe it should have been, but I think think they blew that in the last 10 years. So, I think Halo's pretty much just another franchise now. Yeah, it kind of feels like it. So, yeah. I mean, I think kind of proved with Series X that it doesn't move consoles anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we kind of knew that, I think, though. Yeah, I mean, once the Series S numbers are out, it's like, okay, so people aren't here for next-gen stuff. They're here to... To, to play the baseline, basically. And any predictions on um, what you think Phil's going to announce on Thursday? I really don't know. I'm really flummoxed too, man. I can't really figure it out because no. we're getting all these mixed signals from people. I and... mean, I'm sure part of I mean, I, I know they said they were going to clarify this in the spring. This is not the spring. Right. Yet. So clearly this this viral like new, your report on social media prompted them to move quickly probably for what you what you said that you can lose a billion dollars on your stock price if the wrong info gets believed widely enough yeah um so i imagine that's why and it might be a kind of a nothing burger it might be sort of like hi-fi russian pentiment and we're considering things in the future xbox isn't going anywhere starfield's not going anywhere i haven't closed the door on it being nothing yeah that it was just wrong reporting yeah like he could just go on that podcast and be like i don't know where they got this stuff we're not doing that like, I'd be surprised, but it could still happen. Yeah. Well, in that case, if you are doing it, like, so lying and then revealing you lied about that three months later is probably not a great look. Right. Um, if yep. they are doing something like that, I think we'll hear about it, at least the first steps of it. But I would imagine it will be couched in a much more um, diplomatic presentation than, like, all our stuff is going to every other platform, and Xbox is an irrelevant brand now outside mm-hmm. of being a Game Pass delivery service. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, they got to do something. Um, and I, you know, like I said before, I think it's contingent on how much they think their, you know, their new kind of lineup will be able to move the needle. And if I were them, I don't it's hard know to if predict, I was, isn't it? It's hard to predict, but also if I were, I mean, I don't see anything in that initial stable that's really going to set the Xbox 
hardware sales world on fire mm-hmm. um, outside of maybe Fable, but that's next year at yeah. the earliest, I would think. And I don't like Avowed looks cool, but I don't think that's going to appeal to the to the mainstream too much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know what you do. Like I'm, I feel like they were kind of hit this. They had all their eyes on the goal of like, oh, we got to get to the point where we're really putting out the first party content from the new studios we've acquired, and they finally got to that point. But then they realized like, oh, that first wave of that content, it might be really good. You know, Hellblade Two might be great, Avowed might be great, but it's not a mass retail great. Like, yeah. You know. Um, although I will say I was at Best Buy yesterday for the first time in forever. And uh, they had stacks and stacks of PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series Xs and Xbox Series Ss. Every, every, every console was ready to go for the first time I've ever seen that. Uh, I was just at a Best Buy actually trying to get Helldivers, find Helldivers at retail. Mm-hmm. And they just had piles and piles of PlayStation 5s. Mm-hmm. Piles. And they had a little stack of Xbox as well. But yeah. I saw three people walking around with PlayStation 5 boxes. Uh, oh, carrying, really? Carrying around. Like, so people are buying them. Oh, for sure. sure. Yeah. So... It'll be interesting. We only have to wait until Thursday to find out exactly what's going on with this. As always, it will be curated to Sifted. Um, you guys will be able to check it out as soon as it happens at sifted.net. Provided we're still around on Thursday. Who knows what's going to happen? I hate to say that, but it's kind of true. So, um, All right, next up on housekeeping, um, we got some more information on the Switch 2, or is this Super Nintendo Switch? Is that what you're calling it? I, I insist they should call it the Super Nintendo Switch. We got some more information on that. Not big news. Um, but we did get some information from Reuters, which is pretty much dyed in the wool, legit yeah, I mean, source. There's a better source than that. That's about as dry as news gets, except for <laughs> the AP. So. Yep. And um, the information that we got is that, in fact, the Switch 2 is releasing this year. They didn't commit to a quarter or a month or anything like that. And then probably the biggest news for tech heads out there is that NVIDIA is building a custom chip for the Switch 2. So mm. if you remember... <laughs> we don't make anything this weak or cheap, so we're going to have to make you something special. <laughs> That's pretty much what you're, what's happening. Yeah. But the thing is, it's still an improvement, Matt, because if you remember, the Switch 1 just had that off-the-shelf Tegra 1 yeah, it was just the shield. mobile chip. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, just the NVIDIA Shield repackage. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of impressed, actually, with that chip, like what it's done. Yeah, it's it's, it's performed pretty well for a 10-year-old thing. But, yeah. like, you know... Making a custom chip for what Nintendo plans to do with it is probably better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be better in the long run for this system. Bottom line, if you're wondering, this is good news. <laughs> if, if they just said, oh, we're just going to use the Tegra 3 chip or whatever, the yeah, next evolution of that it's was. It's better they're not using off the shelf for yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. Although it may it may increase the price of Switch 2. Might because be, might be why they're not going for uh, OLED. That you may be right. That's where, I was going, that's where I was headed. So it may increase the price of Switch 2 because... As Matt said, off-the-shelf parts, they're already manufacturing those. You don't have to set mm-hmm. up new manufacturing lines And or honestly, anything. at that point, they were done with the shield. So it's like, oh, you, you, you want, want these? these? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Um, so it could increase the price a little bit, but I think it's worth it if we get better performance out of Switch 2. I would totally be fine with that trade-off. Yeah. If it's an extra 25 bucks per unit, I'd pay it. I'll, perform, I'll pay for performance. Yeah. yeah. I will pay for performance. <laughs> you can do it. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, I'll pay for performance. I as long as I'll, I don't want to pay for gimmicks. Good so. thing we have these pop filters. Cram, you know, <laughs> cramming all the stupid gimmicks into the Joy Cons. I don't like paying for that, but I'll pay for better frame rate. Agreed. Yep. Uh, so anyway, just more. It's all adding up now. Um, all the information on Switch Two. We're starting to get a clearer picture of what it's going to be, how powerful it's going to be. Um, pretty exciting times. We should be learning a lot more pretty soon. Honestly, I mean, I would think by 
end of March, mid-April, we should get something from Nintendo about this, something official? Mm-hmm. Do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, probably by... I don't know, either either March or April. It I, depends where they want to kick that off in the old fiscal year to close strong with the investors or new fiscal year to be very exciting. Another good point. Yeah. My bet is they're doing well this, this quarter, April. Yeah, I don't think they need it. They just actually talked about how they're doing They're doing shockingly well yeah. and how the Switch, one, is still their so primary want, business yeah. for 2024. Yeah, so you're going to want to split that up. So you have good news and good business and good good announcements for the investors in the in the final financial call. And then barely a month later, get ready for all this new revenue income because the Switch 2 is coming in September or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Um, if they're, you know, because they're certainly, it's the opposite of what they where they were with the Switch. Yeah. yeah, they weren't. They're you know, coming off the Wii U. They're like, oh, there's something good coming. Like everybody, just sit down. You yeah. Know? Uh, now they can call their own shots. Yeah. Whatever they want. Hell, they could they could announce this thing in July. It doesn't matter. And then release know? it in like August. Yeah. <laughs> and still, fine. it doesn't matter. You're gonna sell out your launch units, no problem. They will. It's gonna be hard, I think, to get a Switch Two this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be as hard as getting a PS Five was. Yeah. Like. Not be, just because well, now we're demand. competing with the kids and the parents too, though, instead of just us. Yeah, well, they're not going to be on top of the day one a minute that it goes live. Yeah, kind of thing. I hope not. Otherwise, it might be impossible to get yeah, one. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yep, we will. I got, I got, a, I got an Xbox and a PS5 pre-order in that day. Yeah, the, the days of their announcement. It was a pain in the ass and it was hard, but I did get them in. Yeah, yeah, somehow, some way. So anyway, there you go. That's the latest information on Switch Two. Next up. A game some of y'all have been zeroing in on, and I would—I think it was maybe the second most popular game from the last state of play, um, as far as it's the, like it's the number two pre-ordered game comments and on, stuff. Uh, PlayStation right now. Stellar Blade is this gratuitously sexy hack and slash PS5 exclusive coming from a studio that mm-hmm. no one's really all that familiar with. Um, well, we got some news about this game this morning, actually. The the ratings board in Korea has rated this game an AO, Matt, <laughs> for sex and violence, both. Yeah, well, there's your audience. Oh, I think that this <laughs> game looks so generic. It really I does. I can't even like. It looks like somebody put it together out of. It looks like, like it was made by AI. Parts of lesser <laughs> nerds. By the way, if you guys are wondering where our new show intro is, um, it's not going to be here for a while because I tried to use AI to create our new show open as an experiment. Uh, and it was a huge mistake. Yes, that usually is. <laughs> I have completely bailed on that idea. And now we are going to do a different show intro. So it's going to be a while until we have our new intro. But anyway, mm-hmm. just an aside there. Also remember, uh, this game has save points where you can rest. Right, I forgot about that. <laughs> We're going mean, to take three minutes to highlight that in our... Pro- <laughs> what the... Matt, do you think that this is really gratuitously violent and sexy? Or do you think the Korean ratings board was just having a, a weird, an off week or something? I think it's a bit of both. There's yeah. probably just different standards there. I find it hard to believe that this would push um, the boundaries to be an AO. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know what their criteria are there. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about Korean ratings board. I mean, what kind of violence would you need if, like, hatred, if hatred was an AO, but, but, like, God of War, where you rip a dude's head in half, isn't an AO. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe like the cartoonishness <laughs> versus that maybe 
But all the, like most, she seems to just be fighting monsters right. really more than anything else. It's I don't know. perplexing to me, but it's intrigued well, yeah, so, me. But, this is, but again, this is Korea. What was what was God of War two rated in Korea? Yeah, I don't know. No, so that's, that's a good it. point. You're, that's a good point. It's, culturally, it could be different. But anyway, bottom line is, if you're excited for this game, it looks like it's going to push the boundaries a little bit. Well, by Korean ratings board standard. Again, I don't know what that means. Yeah, like, I've seen a lot of Korean cinema. And hey. they are not afraid <laughs> to push the push the limit. Yeah. So that is it's shocking to me, honestly. But anyway, this is a game that a lot of you guys are tracking, and we just want to keep you guys abreast of what's going on. Mike, yeah, I see what you did there. Mike, exactly. <laughs> nice pun. My my guess is that if it is an AO, they will cut that stuff out to release it everywhere. Well, the thing is, like, I think this might be one of those things where it's an AO in Korea, but it wouldn't be here. Maybe. Yeah. I, I think it's like, this. It feels like a Germany thing, right? You know, where it's like, oh, blood has to be green or whatever. Um, we'll see what the ESRB says. I can't, I, unless there's actual explicit sex, you don't get an AO in America. Yeah. That's it. I don't get it. Because there is no limit on violence. No, in, definitely in, in not. American not in America, violence. that's for sure. You can't show boobs, though. Look at that, the main bullet point right here, sitting <laughs> by the barbecue. <laughs> you can show a boob if it's covered in blood, but you can't show a boob. That's in America. What, yeah. Well, that's why you can't, um, <laughs> that's why I got an AO, because that vending machine looks so delicious. <laughs> What so anyway, hell? that's Stellar Blade. It is a PlayStation 5 exclusive. It is coming. Dreamcatcher. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it is coming this year. Um, it is one of the quote unquote big PlayStation 5 exclusives for 2024. So we uh, shall see. But be- that's... Beggars and choosers, as they say. <laughs> yep. But that's the latest information on Stellar Blade. Um, and then our last story for housekeeping. I told you we had a short housekeeping today. Um, comes from Capcom. This week, Capcom asked a bunch of its fans if it was interested in reviving some of its old franchises. And Matt, I'm just going to run down these with you, and you tell me whether you think it's a good idea to revive these franchises or not. First up, Okami. Um, I mean, I would like it, but I don't know if it's a good business decision. Uh, I think Okami finally did well enough for itself over the course of, like, three re-releases in two generations. Yeah, like like, 15 years of sales. I mean, I love Okami, but it's like... I think it would be a really bad business decision. Zel- to make Zelda lights are hard sells anyway, and hard to make, and expensive to make. And like, I would love to see more Okami. Also, the Okami, the, the DS spinoff. I didn't like the, the yeah, Okami Den. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, I'd be into it, but I, I don't think it's a very good business business choice. Yeah, I would love to play another Okami, yeah. but that's a tough sell to Gen Z. You're like, oh, this is a Zelda like with calligraphy. Yeah. I also kind of <laughs> wonder what it would be because this does follow like a couple of very well-known uh, Japanese like mythology right. things. And I'm like, so would you just do a different mythology? Or would you... Or do you expand, you expand on, on one, on it, which is, is kind is of against the rules? Is it still Amaterasu? Like, yeah, especially because like, um, like we don't really pick up on it because we're not as versed in the culture, but this is actually a really conservative game, mm-hmm. culture, like culturally speaking yeah. in Japan. Like, this is a very Shinto-focused like kind of... It would be like if somebody made an ultra Catholic game here. Yeah, you know, it's like it'd be like, it'd be weird, like kind of archaic to some people. Be yeah. like, oh, I mean, it looks cool. Like you get to play as Saint Peter hacking people's heads off or whatever. You know, like. Yeah. But like, um, so I don't know. Like I don't know. The, the climate might be different. Now, too. <laughs> no, Nox Nida says Gen Z can't play Okami because it's incursive. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know they don't teach cursive anymore. No. In school, they yeah. dropped cur- writing well, in cursive. It's funny because I don't write in cursive anymore, so that right. works out. <laughs> it does kind of work out. But I say I would love to play Okami. I think it would be a really dumb decision on on Capcom's part to do another make yeah. another Okami. Although you know maybe another another like a remake, like remaster, like not remaster, but like because 
I don't know how much further you could push some of those textures. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, a full re- rework of the game might be nice. It, or it, what it, if they it, handed it to one of their, like, smaller imprints, like Grasshopper. Yeah. And let, like, a smaller studio build a smaller game, maybe. Then it might work. But, like, big budget, triple A version of Okami. No, like a Dragon's Dogma 2 approach wouldn't be a good idea. For right. This. Yeah. But maybe something smaller. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there are a lot of people like us who resonate with the IP who have been playing games a long time. But Gen Z would just be like, what? What is this crap? Okay, next up, and I think I know the answer to this one, but Mega Man. Eh, what Mega Man? Mega Man, not the spinoffs. Like Mega Man 12? Mm, no. No? We don't need the... the, the it's vanilla Mega Man is over. We're, you think we're so? Good. We're good. If you're not making Mega Man Legends 3 or another Mega Man X, I don't really want to hear about it. Hmm. They, they they did like twelve of these. It's and they they ran out of ideas on five. Like you know, we're 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 fine. I don't think you, I don't think you need more Mega Man. Well, this last one you can see it was built with polygons, yeah. but still played in two D, and that didn't really seem to do a lot no. as far as drumming up sales. I, I mean, I think uh, your next move on this with this franchise is to do. Uh, I mean, I don't think three D looks very good for the with with these. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would do a. Um, and going back to full, you know, NES level pixel art doesn't work. But I would do an, a Super Nintendo art style Mega Man X sequel. Mm. Like that, I think that's your your next move. Okay. If you insist on bringing Mega Man back, what about like the spinoffs, the Battle Network stuff? I don't know. I don't know popular. I mean, they just did the Battle Network collection, so I assume they'll they have some idea of what audience is out there for that, mm-hmm. so they can make that decision on their own. I don't ever, you know. I, I played Battle Network 1 and 2, I think, and that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the action-based one, whatever that was, 20 years ago. Right. Network transmission. Right, right? yeah. Um, There's Mega the, Man 64, the main thing, remember the main, that? Oh, yeah. Well, that was just Mega <laughs> Man Legends. Yeah. Um, I like Legends. Uh, in fact, I would probably call The Misadventures of Tron Bond the best PS1 game. Very clunky. Clunky, but you could you you got it after a while. Yeah. Mega Man Legends Two was much better about it. And Misadventures of Tron Bond is one of the best things Capcom's ever made, mm-hmm. uh, which is just a spin-off with the villain, but it's very very funny and just kind of a, it's a bunch of weird mini games and a kind of a side story, but it's great mm-hmm. and it's bonkers to me that they haven't made those games available in some kind of collect. Like Legends One, Two, and, and Tron Bond would be like if you don't do that as a package, that would be my next Mega Man move is put those out as a package. Yep. Okay, and then Misadventures the... of Tron Bond goes for like eight hundred dollars. Wow, I didn't like, realize that. The, the Legends games are super valuable. Wow, to check my catalog, my yeah. library, and see if I got one of those. You got a sealed Mega Man Legends too. You you might have those overdraft fees covered. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. I oh, wish. slab it, slab it, and then you can charge. Then you can charge ten thousand dollars for no reason. Yeah. Um, and then the final franchise that Capcom brought up with fans is Dead Rising, which is Capcom's zombie game. Mm. Does Capcom need another zombie franchise? Capcom certainly doesn't need this zombie franchise. Dead Rising... mm. I like the first one okay. The second one was okay. The third one was a strange way to go. And certainly a weird choice for an Xbox launch title. Four was kind of a rehab. And and again, these games are on really weird, strict timers. And I hate that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the old ones... like A lot of the bosses are like offensive stereotypes even for the time yeah like, like there was a lot of weird shit in those games and i don't really i don't think it i don't miss it i don't yeah. miss that franchise at all honestly yeah i don't i don't need more dead Rising. i played enough it's like i got the novelty of it wore off in like the second one yeah frank west was done 
in two games, basically. Yeah. He has covered wars, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> he should go back to doing that. I forgot that whole angle of him being like a photojournalist. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Like <laughs> taking like the photos where he got mechanic. most of your fucking XP. Yeah, it's pretty um, crazy. How do you guys feel about these franchises? Are you guys interested in bringing them back? Um, they didn't mention the one that everybody keeps talking about. And Dino was, Crisis. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they, I think conveniently they know. But I think if you went and looked at the form, most people were like Dino Crisis. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> what the hell is it? Uh, let's see what you guys are saying here. Let's bring you guys into the show again. Um, let's see. I like Star Gladiator. So we got to talk about Star Gladiator. Yeah, that's the first person to mention Star Gladiator <laughs> in 20 years. Ferrodal says Dark, Dark Stalkers or Leave Me Alone. Yeah, well, now that uh, uh, Ono's gone, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah. Um, actually, the retro modern gamer says that they did mention Dino Crisis. I must have missed mm. that in the story that I read. Yeah. Mike's Q, thank you for Twitch Prime, brother. Fellow Central Pennsylvanian. Um, Barry Lomax says Dead Rising was lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it kind of yeah. was. It was kind of a, this cool concept. And then it's like when I finished the game, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> um eth demon says that the battle network collection sold over a million copies yeah it did yeah. very very well yeah i mean that really snuck in there as sort of a pokemon like not it wasn't like pokemon but it was like it was a i think it scratched the same itch mm-hmm. for kids of the same era who like didn't get you know finish that pokemon game and didn't have anything else to play till the next pokemon game yeah i mean uh, they stay they styled them after that with the eventually with the different the two different colors of each release with three moving on i think mm-hmm Rock and Roll 458 says Dead Rising, similar to the first one in tone, and Dino Crisis, and they will print money. So we disagree on Dead Rising there, but yeah, I don't the know, last I don't... one did not do very well at all. Wasn't it an Xbox One exclusive? That was three. Yeah. Was Xbox, the Xbox One launch title was yeah. three. And it actually wasn't bad. It just it wasn't, wasn't good either, it though. It wasn't very appealing to most people. Um, it was a pretty good way to show that you could move hordes of zombies around with the new hardware, but yeah. like, it wasn't any kind of breakout thing. Yeah. Um, Dante's Inferno. That was an EA game. Dante's Inferno. I think that was uh, in reference to what story to do for Okami. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, I guess that would kind of work. Yeah. With a Um, dog. (laughs) Well, I see mute the B-roll messages. I figured it out eventually. That's one problem with me hosting a show and running the TriCaster is it takes me a beat or two to notice stuff like that. Um, anything else? I voted for a Breath of Fire remake, Congrim mm. 1 says. That's a franchise that has been MIA for a long time. Yeah, I think the last one of those was on the PS2. Yeah, it's been a while. And then Mike's Q that agreed Capcom, that Mega Man should go away. Maybe the Capcom just doesn't make RPGs. That's a good point. It hardly does. You're right, man. Like, they hardly ever make no. any RPGs. Dragon's Dogma, obviously the exception, but yeah, I mean that's an action RPG though. Like they yeah. don't make straight up JRPG like you're right. You know, Nonsense Breath of Fire, and that was a big part of their business back in the day. They, they had more of them, yeah. Yeah, uh, series I like to see come back is Maximo. Yeah, that was like um, really hard. I, Very hard. But you know what? That might appeal to a group of people now that it's it dead. didn't before. Man, take Maximo and make a Dark Souls game with right. Bing done done. Uh, like make but give like give it the ghosts and goblins sort of like references here and there. Like done. It would do well. Yeah, for sure. They might. We'll see. But anyway, if you're a Capcom fan, those are kind of your options that are on the table. Of all of those, which one do you think is most likely for Capcom to revive? Oh, um, I think Dino Crisis. Me too. Because it's just the one that everybody asks for. Yeah. Constantly. Like and how- dinosaurs are still hot. Like you know, yeah. they'll never, never get. Everyone never likes hot. dinosaurs. There's, There's a never, new four-year-old kid every day. Yeah. Dinosaurs <laughs> never go out of style. 
So yeah, I would agree with that. Probably Dino Crisis. And that's gonna do it for our housekeeping. I told you it's gonna be shorter today because we got games to get to. But before we do that, here is a word from our sponsor, the awesome LS Cream. LS Cream is a fine cream liqueur created by fellow gamer and sifter Stevens Charles. It's inspired by an ancestral recipe from Haiti called Cray Mass and a double gold winner for its original taste at the New York Wine and Spirit International Competition. LS Cream can be enjoyed on the rocks or as a mixer for drinks with its rich blend of fresh cream and neutral grain spirits with notes of coconut, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. It's great in coffee or to make espresso martinis. To learn more, discover amazing drink recipes, or to track down your own bottle using a handy store locator, head to creamls.com sifted. That's creamls.com sifted. That's right. Get your cream ass ass to creamls.com sifted. And head over there. There's awesome drink recipes. All those drinks that you see in that ad, you can make them very easy. I know they look crazy complicated. They're not that complicated. Head on over. Also, yeah, by the, the way. The complicated part is making them look that good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But they still taste pretty <laughs> damn like good. Like the whipped cream isn't doing the thing. It's, you, know, you just mix it up yeah, and just chug it. Yeah. <laughs> tastes the same. It tastes the same. Yeah. Well, we're two days away from Valentine's Day. I know I talked about this last week. Cream LS is a great drink for Valentine's Day. It takes the edge off a little bit if you're going on a first date or you're meeting a girl for the first time or a guy for the first time. Take the edge off with a drink that's not going to make you drunk. Valentine's Day, you are a brave person. Going on a first date on Valentine's yeah. Day? I've Bold. done it. Bold. I've done it. Just getting the reservation. <laughs> I mean, at least you're proving you're a resourceful person. Well, I think the thing is, is for Valentine's Day, people get brave. Because it's like this, mm. a lot of people think the Lonely Hearts Club, I don't want to be a part of that again this year or whatever. Um, and I think it, it engenders like, I don't know. I feel like people are more willing to ask people out if Valentine's Day mm. is there. I just, I don't know. I just focus on me. Yeah. It's my day. There's been a couple of times in my life actually where I was like into a girl and I didn't have the guts to ask her out until Valentine's Day was coming up. And then I asked her out. Mm. So I never did that. No. I was always just like, it's my birthday. Who cares about the Hallmark <laughs> holiday? How do you like having your birthday on Valentine's Day? And by the way, you guys should probably wish Matt a happy birthday right now. I like it. Like it's 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 a holiday and it's notable and everybody knows it and everybody remembers the day, but it's not a holiday that anyone cares about enough to like <laughs> overshadow my birthday. like no one's gonna pick Valentine's Day over me most yeah. of the time, right? Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I think I think it works. It's it's just the right level of you know it's not like having to explain what like being born on Arbor Day is like that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't get you anything. No, that's definitely not gonna get you anywhere. But you <laughs> that's know, funny, dude. <laughs> it's good. My whole life, you tell someone, you tell tell a girl that, that you know that when my birthday is, she's like, oh, Valentine's baby. I'm like every time. Like, hey, like, it works every time. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, that's all it does. Doesn't get me any further than that. But it's just like, yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, anyway, everyone's wishing you a happy birthday, Matt, in the chat, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Not surprised by that at all. Um, happy birthday, my brother. Thank you. And I hope you have an awesome day. And, uh, yeah. I, are you going out on Valentine's Day at all? I know. No. No. <laughs> Not happening. Not in this town. Are you kidding? <laughs> it is insane, man. Like, this town shuts down on Valentine's Day. It's the worst traffic day in L.A. Yeah. of the year. Period. Every year. Yeah. Without a doubt. Worse than any other holiday. It's like, really I don't crazy. forget going out for dinner. I don't go out at all. Yeah, I don't like, leave. I, you don't go anywhere. I sit and, like, look on my deck and look at the traffic. Like, that's why I have the party, like, on the weekend before or whatever, because it's like, I'm not going to ask anybody to drive out to my house 
on like Valentine's Day, yeah. like especially during a work. So, so it's, it's a work day. It's middle his middle of the week, and now you got to leave work and drive all the way across LA to get to my house. Yeah, and like in Valentine's Day traffic at dinner time, it's like no, yeah. no one, no one needs to do that. <laughs> no thanks. So. Yep. Well, I hope you guys do have an awesome Valentine's Day, and if you don't have a significant other, I hope that you find one. Uh, but cream, cream LS, LS cream is a good way to grease the wheels on any Valentine's date, even if you're with your significant other, just going out for a good time have a good dinner or something like that. It's much easier to do in other places. Like when I lived in central Pennsylvania, Valentine's Day wasn't a problem. It was like no, it any other day. Even up, <laughs> up in San Francisco yeah. back in the day, it wasn't that. But now it probably is. It probably is. It's dead. probably bad. Yep. So anyway, go to creamls.com slash sifted. You can figure out where to buy it online there. You can figure out stores that are local to you where you can pick it up. Support LS Cream. They support us. And with that, it's time mm-hmm. to kick off Game Face 376 proper. Someone also mentioned Lost Planet. That's another one I'm surprised they haven't repackaged somehow. That was another one where I played the first game and I was like, okay, that's kind of yeah. cool. And then the second one, not quite as good, and mm-hmm. I kind of lost interest in it. Well, the so. second one, they started forcing co-op into it. Mm-hmm. And the third one, it was almost a Dead, a dead Space situation. All over like, again. Yeah. Like, like, no, this wasn't why that first one was good. No, and why I, people cared. The third one, you basically had to play with somebody else or it didn't work right. Sort yeah. of like Resident Evil 5. Yeah. And it was just like, no. Nah. That was that weird period they had where like everything had to have an online component or nobody ever, or they were afraid people were going to sell it back to GameStop. Yeah, yeah. Now they pray now, now you can't find a GameStop, <laughs> so you're fine. Exactly. Uh, Yep. So anyway, we're going to kick off the show proper today with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. As you know, there was a state of play just for this game. Um, was it, it was happening basically during Game Face last week. Yeah. And then the big announcement, as we also talked about on last week's show, is that they shadow dropped a demo of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Now, full disclosure, I have review code for this game already. Um, but I So I had to be... The opposite of Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> so... I ended up playing the demo anyway, because I wasn't sure mm. where the demo was placed in the game. Feels like the demo is pretty early, but not the super beginning. early. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, I am playing the final version of the game, but I also played this demo. I'm assuming a lot of you guys downloaded and played it as well. Matt mm-hmm. did as well. We finally got our hands on this game. Matt, what are your sort of top level opinions on this game? Yep. That's another one of these. <laughs> um... It's very, it's very similar to the last one, like as as it should be. You know, it, yeah. there's still, still a lot of shimmying. Um, <laughs> the combat system seems pretty unchanged. Um, it's gorgeous. It is pretty. Uh, yeah. The music's great. Um, yes, it is. The voice, the voice acting is better. Like, there's a lot less anime grunting. And there's like, still it, some. There's, there's some, but it feels a lot more naturalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cloud feels like he controls a little smoother, um, like he's not quite as stop and go and herky jerky. Especially when you try to slice some boxes, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't feel like you have to stop, stop while he puts the sword away quite right. so much. Like yeah. it gets you back on track quicker. Mm-hmm. So a little quality of life things like that. Um, what is up with the deep knee bends? That's just something he does. I know it's just that's so a, weird. That's, he did it in the in the original <laughs> I too. Know. I think I think someone just thought the character, the little chibi character model, looked funny doing that. Yeah, it's so funny um, that they brought it into these. And modern Sephiroth's days. like, don't. Yeah, what like, are you like, doing? <laughs> I, credit where credits due. Like they do a good job. This is the demo is the flashback to to, to Nibelheim when uh, Sep, where Sephiroth goes crazy and the one mission that that Cloud went on with him. He's telling he's telling the story to everybody else once they've gotten out of uh, Midgar. 
mm-hmm. at, after the end of the last game. Um, so, uh, yeah, in this little, it's cozy little in they're in or whatever. Um, and it's actually pretty funny because periodically it'll get interrupted by one of the characters and like they're like, wait, this happened? He's like, yeah, I'm getting to that. Hang on. Yeah. Which is, which is, well, you know, there's some personality there that I think was really there before outside of Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they do a pretty good job of making Sephiroth like a likable character yeah, in this before he makes his turn, which is something that just did not exist before. No, you're right. Um, like, you understand why he's kind of a hero worshipped by all these people. He's got, like, a sense of humor, and he's kind of got the stoic badass thing, but he knows when to, like, he, you know, when they get back, you know, because does the, the town they're going back to is Nibelheim. It's, it's Cloud's hometown. Mm-hmm. And, like, they come back in, and everybody sees Cloud as sort of this returning hero thing, and Sephiroth's just like, consider yourself off-duty until sundown. And, like, kind of grins at him a lot, because he knows he wants to go poke around and see his people he grew up with. And, yeah, like, yeah. Like he's he's got he's a human for the first time. Like like Sephiroth has always been sort of this like weird ass like villain with wings and a choir backing him up, and now it's sort of <laughs> it's like oh okay I see why like kind of the one of the fundamental. This is a funny scene though because when he gets to the end of the water tower here, he sits down, and you want to see like a medium shot of him sitting down in this water tower he used to sit at with Tifa and sort of contemplating his return, but they can't show that because the sword is going to clip through the ground. Right, the, yeah. the, So it's all these like really close me- close frames of him just looking at things that you can't see from yeah. his perspective, and it's like, and then he gets back up because they're like, oh, you just didn't want to animate him putting... Because they do animate him lifting the sword to sit on the benches. Yeah, for the, yeah. For the, but they didn't want to do it for this, I guess, because it was too too hard for a single shot. So you you kind of ruin that moment, like, cinematically, because his stupid sword is in the way, which yeah, I thought yeah. was pretty funny. Um, it's one of the it's one of the prices they pay for bringing this into the, the hyper-real sort of, you know graphical fidelity that they decided to go for for this which is why it's extra funny that sometimes they do the the weird anime poses and it just doesn't work and it, although they're getting better like this scene is actually done with a lot a lot of kind of like classic anime martial arts master tropes yeah and they actually make it work pretty well they do. I mean, that, that scene actually works pretty well because they are capturing it but not making the guy do things that a normal human doesn't do i feel like most of the scenes honestly have been improved it's improved tifa is still in this in her cowboy outfit is still doing a lot of harem anime poses yeah like like that and like that's the other thing that i really don't like is um they're still doing the thing where when they have a little conversation interchanges they do these shots where that were like especially tifa is talking straight to the camera yeah because you're supposed to be cloud or it's supposed to be yeah. like oh my waifu is talking yeah, directly yeah. to me it's like a fan service thing it's like just tell the fucking story <laughs> stop it like you're so close to actually competence on this yeah and you keep doing that and pulling me out of it um it's very it's really dumb but um, i do think it's a vast improvement over the original Final Fantasy. In terms of that so. presentation so far, all, yes. I mean, all the little vignettes and stories that were told in this demo, like meeting his his mom for the first time in two years. Like, or did he? Right. Like, there's a lot of they're, they're playing. There's a lot of playing with the back, and I couldn't tell if that was because he's glossing over it when he's telling them this, mm-hmm. or if that never happened. Because there's a lot of Cloud's backstory that is either a lie on his part or something he con- was convinced of and doesn't realize isn't true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we don't even know how much of that still holds in this because the timeline is different. And it's, you know, it's it's not a direct retelling of the original game. It's a different version of things as the end of the previous game showed. Yeah, I mean, I, so, you know, we had kind which of... Which at least keeps it interesting in that regard, I guess. What I... 
it seemed like we had heard that this was going to stray further away yeah. from that, but I don't get that vibe playing this so far. Well, this is it the is back, just a two hour demo. This is backstory. Yeah, this has already happened. Yeah, this is all told in a flashback. By the way, if you haven't played the demo, and it's told in a flashback in the in the real game. game. Yeah, you don't play as much five early. years yeah. earlier. Yeah, um, but I think that the way that they do it, you're right. It helps build this relationship with Sephiroth before he does the heel turn. Yeah, it, make, it makes the, the Sephiroth situation click a little better. Uh, even, like, the way Cloud reacts to thinking he saw him in the previous game, which was a little weird before. But again, that kind of speaks to how poorly the relationship between Cloud and Sephiroth is drawn in the original Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. It's, and some of that might be translation. Like, a lot of my criticisms of Final Fantasy VII, the original Final Fantasy VII, I am entirely willing to accept are because the English translation was garbage, yeah. which it was. Yeah, it wasn't um, good. Kind of par for the course. This guy are sick, after all. But um, <laughs> the the main thing for the for me on this is I still don't really think the combat's very engaging. Um, it's weird. So it took me a long time to. Here's the shimmying, your favorite yeah, part. Of I all made, the Final Fantasy. I made games. sure to include it in the B roll. <laughs> a lot of this. I don't know why. Clearly, you don't need it on the PS5, but they still fucking do it. Yeah. So, uh, the combat to me, it was very hard for me to train myself to not hit the X button. Because <laughs> the X brings up your commands, where it right. slows down time, and then you can... It almost turns into like... I also felt the, the, the guarding and parry stuff was weird. Like, the timing on that is bizarre. It's hard. I thought it was hard to time um, Well, it didn't box. feel like the same... I mean, it doesn't have to be the same as all the other games I play with that kind of system, but it isn't. Like, my parry reflexes are, are built for um, stuff like Sekiro and... That kind of and Dark Souls and sort of thing, and I was doing everything to to last second, mm-hmm. like I was hitting it too late because he needs time to animate. Right, basically. right. And yeah. so I had to start doing it earlier, which to me feels easier, like because you know because from software wants you to hit that button at the last possible fucking instant. Right. Yeah. And in this one, it's like, oh no, it's pretty much as soon as you see him wind up with the red. There's a bigger window. It. Yeah. And that took me a while to get used to. I mean, I'm, which is which is on me, I guess, for playing those games and expecting this to demand that level of skill. Um, but then when you talk about the actual combos, like, I can't, I still can't quite figure out how it quite works. And I know I've seen the videos where people just do all these crazy things and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how you, you get to that. And I don't, really have, next. <laughs> I don't really have the interest in, in learning. So. so for those of you who maybe didn't play the first remake and don't know how to oh, combat these works. These riveting sequences where you move a vacuum cleaner around. Just top level Ecological angle in this. I didn't remember that from the first oh, game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd forgotten was, about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the, the planet's dying cloud. That's yeah. what Barrett's first lines. In the, in well, the that's what game. this is. They're like, oh, you need to sweep up that waste or whatever. You sweep up the Mako dust so the elevator <laughs> <laughs> the security elevators are open will open and i'm just like this is this yeah. is your mini game all yeah. right sure. well for those of you who don't know how the combat works there the square button is like your hack and slash button and basically what you do is you build up your meters using the square button to slash away once you build up those meters it opens up extra options in that menu so at any time you can tap x and in the bottom left hand side of the screen it'll bring up a menu that you can select with the d-pad and like it has like extra sword attacks there. It has magical spells there. There's items there so you can heal yourself if you want to. And as you start building up your meters, it starts giving you new options in combat, like crazy over-the-top attacks you can do, team-up attacks that you can do with other characters, um, crazy finishers. But much like you, Matt, I have still not quite... I'm actually going to take down our lower third there so you can see what's, what I'm talking about here. Uh, see in the bottom left there, I'm selecting like right now. It's like one of his special attacks. 
Um, but I'm like with you, Matt. I still don't understand 100% like what my hacking and slashing with Square, where those meters are that mm-hmm. fill up to let me know that I'm ready to pull this well, stuff off. Some of off. it's in the, in the lower right corner, but some of that's also time-based, not combo-based. Yeah. Like, and like I don't and like my other thing is like it doesn't really feel much like I'm hitting anything. Much mm-hmm. like there there doesn't I don't get a lot of feedback from this combat system. I agree. Um, sometimes you do. Like sometimes when you're in operator mode with with cloud, it really feels like you're connecting with them when you're hitting them and he's jumping around and doing this and doing like the combos in that mode. Mm-hmm. But mo- like with Sephiroth, I never really felt like I was contacting anything when I was. Let me maybe that's just how powerful he is. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. like. It's not to me. It's just not a satisfying combat system, and I, and I constantly feel like I wish they just made a turn-based RPG out of it. Yeah, like they they just straight up done that. I think one thing you have to realize right away is that you're not going to get by just hacking and slashing. No, that's not enough. Like if you do that, you're if you look at the you the definitely health can't meters, beat the first like little mini boss you run into. Yeah, with, with if that. you look at the health meters, you're hardly doing anything. Like yeah. you're really just using that hacking and slashing to build up the meters to do your bigger. Well, you want to do the attacks. stagger like every other fucking action game in ever commanded Japan in the next, last five years. Staggers um, are big. Yeah, do the stagger, and then once you get the stagger, if you're not basically if you're still just using the square button combos when they're staggered, you're completely wasting the stagger. Um, that's that's the whole point. Like, use the square stuff to dodge around and get the stagger, and then unload the triangle button stuff and the special abilities, and that's how you win. There's another ability in this, too, where you can hold R1, your block, and then hit either a triangle or square, and you do these crazy, like, tandem team-up attacks as yeah. well. And it, I didn't discover that until really late into the demo. So I agree with you. The combat is a little awkward, but I do think that, like, once you start to learn the ins and outs of it, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I just, I find it boring. Yeah. I, like, and especially because, like, I don't care about the end. Like, the enemies are just big bugs. And so, like, it's, it's so, it feels very, I know that's what Final Fantasy is, but it's like, it feels so incongruent with the rest of the game. It's mm-hmm. like just these people walking around in these, like, fucking goth club outfits and farmer outfits, but there's, like, giant monsters outside the town, <laughs> and they, like, look... And they look like they're out of a completely different manga or something. Yeah. Like, I just... None of it really matches up well. Like, it, You and, definitely have to suspend disbelief. Yeah, and, like... And, like, just... You know, and there's the bullet sponge problem where it's like, like yeah, this is, the like, the first mini-boss mini you really boss, run into. Yeah. But it's like... Why does this bird take four billion hits from a giant sword to die? Like, it's just, I know it's magic and it's fantasy, mm-hmm. it's an RPG, but, but it's just like, there's a point at which I just get tired of it. Like, they have to leave this, the headroom. Halfway through this fight, I'm just like, can I just move on, please? Like, <laughs> I, like I know what I'm doing to kill it, but I know I'm going to kill it, but I just have to go through this. And it's just like, stop. Well, they have to, the, the reason there's so many hit points is because they have to leave the headroom for the crazy over the top attacks. Right. Like, they have to have hit points for you to take off with those attacks. To take off 2,000 hit points or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it's just like, that's what it feels so needless to me. It's like, okay, yeah. so I get to see Sephiroth do his downward The needless part thing, to me is like, the hacking and slashing just, part of it. Yeah, well, it's like one or the other. Yeah, you know. And at that right. point, you're sort of left with like, well, why don't you just make the fucking turn-based combat system it started with? Yeah. Like, just do ATB and... I mean, I know there's the classic mode, but it doesn't really work very well. It's not the same. No. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just... It's, it's, as James Cameron said about Alien Three, it's not how I would have done it. <laughs> um, well, the one thing I will say, and it's, it's hampered it's by unique. the fact that, it's just Kingdom Hearts. But it's, I'm. But my point is, is like it's unique, and I like to try new combat systems every once in a while. But I wouldn't want to have this combat system all the time. No, it's, I mean it's just like and I, I find that once every it, five or six years is but okay. I, but I really do mean it when I say this is just Kingdom Hearts Three. Yeah, like it's just it's real time combat. 
with needless systems piled on top of it, and you have to navigate a menu in the middle of your fight sometimes. And that's just sort of a square thing. I mean, they kind of did that in 16, too, but 16 handled it better, I think. Way better, yeah. Um, Also, I cared what happened in 16. Yeah. Um, Which which helped. Uh, I do wonder if the story... Every time I get close to caring about anything that happens in Final Fantasy VII, it just undermines (laughs) itself again, and I'm just like, oh, no, I don't. Like, there's a point at which I'm just constantly reminded that this is for, like, 14 year olds yeah you know it, it's yeah. it feels like watching like an old cartoon and i realize that it's not for me in that mm-hmm. regard you know it's in the same way that i can go back and watch like the old 80s transformers cartoon and be like this is dumb yeah like, this is really bad <laughs> but, but i enjoy I it the... because i was 10 right and like, when i was I'm... in the fifth or sixth grade <laughs> yeah and if you're if you were 12 when final fantasy 7 came out this must be amazing yeah. to see all this stuff done up with this kind of budget and fidelity and quality and like you know, a three-game epic adaptation. I mean, that must be amazing. Yeah. But that ain't me. I was 22, and I thought it was dumb then, and I think it's dumb now. But as Matt was saying, the object really is to stagger enemies, to drop them down and then unload. And those abilities I was talking about earlier, those cooperative abilities where you hold the R1, I just saw in the menu they're called synergy abilities. And I honestly mm-hmm. think a lot of being good at this, Matt is being able to keep one of your eyes in that bottom left corner to see when the stuff comes online so you can fire it off. Like, Yeah, I mean, there are audio cues for it. But I'm sure there sometimes are. Sometimes you can't quite hear but it. But it's insane. Your... Even with the music turned off, there's so much crap going on that you're not going to hear a little shing or whatever that is supposed to tell you that you have this attack online or whatever. Maybe after you're 30 or 40 hours in, your brain will start tuning in to hear that sound. But playing this demo for two hours, it was just like oblivious to me. Like I didn't hear it at all. So, and I'm sure you're right. I'm sure there are audio cues. I didn't notice them. So I just kept looking down at that corner to see if new stuff would come online in the menu, and I would just hit X and select it. And that's how I defeated the biggest bosses in the game. (laughs) Um, Look, I I did have fun playing this. And again, the demo's there still. You can still go download it. It's obviously PS5 only because that's the only platform this game is coming to. Uh, But it's there. It's a two-hour demo. And I do wonder if people who don't know much about Final Fantasy VII or didn't play the first remake... Like, if they're going to be they like... Don't, they don't even know this exists. Oh, the demo, you don't think? Nah, probably not. It's not being pushed very hard. It's not, actually. I had to kind of dig to find it you on... To, you have to go basically to the game page for this and yeah. then pick the demo. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... It, you have to hit, like, the little, like, I never ellipses saw, thing. Yeah, I never saw it on the uh, on the front page thing or anything. Yeah, it never showed up in my dashboard on my PS5. It's for fans. Like, this is all... I mean, the other reason this is the demo... A, is the demo because the, the, the Nibelheim flashback is famous. It's like a fan... Mm-hmm. You know, and it ends with Sephiroth doing the famous thing in the... You know, turning in the fire and mm-hmm. now he's a villain kind of thing. Um, There's a whole scene with this Cloud second, and Tifa, it, like the windmill, yeah. right? But this and he is the kind mo- of teases that a little this bit. This is the second most famous shot in Final Fantasy VII. Oh yeah, and uh, so, and we know what the most popular yeah. is, and we're not going to spoil that. But going to spoil your 25 year old <laughs> game. Spoiler. <to> work. <laughs> um, Would it be crazy if they changed the outcome of that scene? That's a good question. I mean, I. That's the most obvious. If you're going to do a different world, the obvious thing would be to kill somebody else. Right? Yeah. Right. And we know who that would probably yeah. be, too. <laughs> well, really throw a curve on it. Kill Red 13. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Something that nobody would care yeah. about. That would be a throwaway, basically. Oh, people would care. Not, not yeah, as much. Not as much. Because yeah. they don't want to fuck him. But yeah. Like, yeah. Well, not everyone. Some people probably do. That was the other weird thing is one of the clips they put out. I mean, everyone was focusing on the fact that uh, Tifa and Aerith are in bikinis or whatever. Uh-huh. But, the re- but when Red 13 sees them... He forgets to put on his Red Thirteen voice. Oh, and goes, 
Huh? So Red 13 has a much higher... Red 13 is like a kid. That's funny. Like, I'm like, that feels like you're going to need to get into that later. Red 13 goes like, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh, very nice. It's just like, oh, so like, he's like, he's the cat equivalent of like two kids in a trench coat. Yeah. Is what's happening there. Is something like that. I, that's what I, I got out of that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Um, it just, if a lot of it feels like the same game to me, just in the woods instead of in the city. Um, but there's still like areas of this where you're inside these metal complexes yeah. and it's all like oh, yeah. gangways and ladders and steel grating and like that's what turned me off from the first remake. I got so sick of being inside steel bases where everything looked the freaking same like it just wore me down to where I didn't want to play it anymore. This you're right does have a lot more outside settings it appears but it still takes you into those facilities that look very much like the first remake. Mm-hmm. So I mean Shinra Shinra buildings are going to look like Shinra buildings yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um the rustic stuff in the village is better. But again, there's this there's some there's some quality of this where like it constantly feels like clouds too big or the camera's too close or it's not close enough like I never quite feel connected to what's mm. happening on the screen like when I mean, i'm moving him around just even in the inn and going up the stairs i'm like why does this feel so weird like it feels weird and slippery and there are camera issues up. with the combat there were total zach, camera issues you know, zach still being alive is very interesting yeah um but there are camera the camera gets caught behind objects sometimes like again that's a lot of stuff that they can fix last minute and kind of clean up in a last like home stretch of the game but at this point, we're, what, three weeks away, two weeks away from the game's release? A lot of that stuff isn't getting cleaned yeah, here up. It is. Here's this. Here's the shot. Like when they come <laughs> in, he goes, huh? Oh, 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 yeah. That's funny. I mean, it seems more interesting just in the sense that there's a lot more variety in where you'll, you'll be going. Mm-hmm. Um, and him being able to climb up a little thing. You know, he can, he, he's a lot more at, he's not, it doesn't feel like you're stuck in very dis, dis, distinct, like, cattle shoots mm-hmm. anymore you can climb up over rocks and yeah. look at things a little bit more it's, freedom it's, it, again it's it's a I, but although again when they when you get to the village and they're like explore the village it's all empty like there's, <laughs> nothing, there's nothing to explore there's like two treasure chests and some boxes and everything else just a dead end yeah and I'm like, i was like what am i supposed to be exploring so here empty. like if this yeah. was any other game people be whining about how empty this open world is or whatever yeah. but because it's final fantasy 7 this is the they most brilliant thing ever made yeah so. I just, I, it's, it's, <laughs> I actually enjoyed my time with this. Um, it's a, it's a minor, it's a minor improvement over the previous one, I would say, but like, I'm not looking forward to this. I'm not my, my big question is this. like the staying power. Like how much staying power is there actually? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm, I mean, be- I'm not going to finish this game. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, I, mean, it's, I will it's never like finish 50 or 60 Final hours. That's, I will never finish Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah. Never. Like there's not a chance in hell. Like yeah. I, 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 I can't imagine. And you imagine do go back more. and play old games and finish them off a good bit. Hmm? You do go back do, and play games. But not, and I would, them I would off. never go back and play uh, remake Re- or, the first or one. No way. No. Um, like why we'll would see I how far. I mean, I think I played the first one for maybe like eighteen hours or twenty hours or something before I burned out. I think I made it eight or nine. Like yeah. It was just it was. So I'm just gonna see if I'll make it further in this one. Um, I'm glad I got a head start because it does sound like the game was gigantic. So it's kind of this game that I'm gonna be playing for the next like. Two or well, three does the weeks. save on this carry over? On the demo? I don't, I don't think, think it does. Because so, it looks like you start in the game. Like, I don't even know 100% because I started playing the review build before I played the demo. So I don't even know how that would work, honestly. 
like, yeah, that wouldn't because you kind of needed wouldn't. the demo save there first when you boot up the final version, so it creates that hook between the two to connect. So I don't know. Maybe chat knows if um if the it carries over. I don't know. Uh, Vincent says if you play through the flashback, you won't have to play it in the full game. Okay, hmm. so you do end up saving yourself a couple hours there, um, which is nice. Yeah, instead of having to play it all over. Unless again. you get to keep the stuff you pick up. I don't know. Yeah, how does that work? I don't know. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> That is interesting to think about, though, how that's all going to work. Um, but anyway, again, that demo's out there. You guys can all play it for yourselves mm-hmm. right now if you have a PlayStation 5. I did enjoy it, um, but I enjoyed the first remake at first. And then as it wore on, I enjoyed it less and less. Um, so we'll see if that happens with this one. But um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I-, I fully admit I did enjoy the, the two hours I spent with it. And I thought yeah. that it was better than the original Final Fantasy VII. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, the original Final Fantasy VII, that section's over in like 10 minutes. It is, yeah. So that, that's a bonus. But me. it matters because, as, as you said, to start this whole conversation, it builds like right. this bond with Sephir. It's yeah. going to make things later on but much I, more difficult. I think I, I, the, 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 the 30 minutes of cinematics that do that, fine. I didn't need the hour and a half of endless hack and slash garbage. <laughs> in the, the sad the, truth, the though, is out. that's the way the whole game is going to be. Yeah, I know, be. which is not like what I want. Even... Even from an art, uh, if it was a Final Fantasy RPG I liked that was being remade, I wouldn't want it to be like that. Like, that's not interesting. I'm so over the character action, like, masturbatory, endless combo shit. Like, I, I don't know how to express in any other different ways how much I do not want to hack and slash at a thing to make a bar go up so it falls over and then I can hack and slash and it do all the fun and stuff. do more damage to it <laughs> until that stops and I have to hack and slash it again to make the bar go back up so it, I can actually hurt it again. I don't ever want to do that again. Yeah. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. I don't care if it's Final <laughs> Fantasy or Devil May Cry or what or Stellar Blade or whatever other or from saw anything. I'm done with it. No more stagger meters. Stop it. Yeah. Like, it's boring. But that is not going to end. No, it's not, because that's just how it <laughs> I is. I hate to break it to you, but it's not going to end. But uh, good news is that I don't have to play that shit. That's true. So, if I, I mean, again, believe me, if we weren't doing this show, I would never touch this thing. You wouldn't play it at all. I wouldn't even download the demo. Wow. It's not for me. It's not yeah. my, It's not for me. Yeah. Y'all don't even why, know, know why anybody cares what I think about this. It's not for me. Yeah, I think people would know I can tell you what. I can give you my fucking day of Final Fantasy art show review right now. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Yeah. I fucking hate this. <laughs> I would probably watch the movie just to, to see there. I'm interested in how they take what was basically a rudimentary cartoon in 1997 with characters that have no hands or faces <laughs> and translated into a hyper-real cinematic experience. Like, that's interesting to me just as a creative mm-hmm. exercise. Yeah. I don't necessarily like what they do with it a lot mm-hmm. of the time, but I think that's interesting, even just from a perspective like, is that what was supposed to be happening in that scene back then? That I couldn't tell what those little, like, <laughs> character four, four were, polygon yeah. character models were trying to do, you know? Like, that's, that's interesting funny. to me. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to play it like i would maybe watch somebody play it you know but i also don't want to watch a stream because i don't care about a stranger if i I had a friend who was really good at it who could get through it in like a timely manner and i could just sit and watch it i might do that yeah i'm sure you can find somebody on youtube that'll yeah i'll just watch the cutscenes on youtube is probably what i'll end up doing (laughs) well the other thing matt is that the first like hour of this demo I think there's, like, one combat section yeah, that lasts for, like, five minutes. And the rest is just sitting and just watching cinematics mm-hmm. for the first, like, hour. Yeah, a good chunk of it is, is well, I mean, it's not just that. I mean, a lot of it's wandering around, but there's no, there's no fighting. Yeah. I would say there's about 20 to 30 minutes of cinematic. 
20 to 30 minutes of wandering. And, and then five minutes of combat. No, I'm like an hour of combat. I mean, in the first hour. Oh, in the first hour? Yeah, I mean, you, you don't fight anything. The second hour is almost all combat, really. Yeah. Once they let you loose on the mountain, it's just... And, yeah. and they re- and Sephiroth's like, okay, Cloud, go hit things. Like, yeah. It's, because they have that first fight at the very beginning, and then you lose, and Sephiroth just does it himself, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. Um, it's a little, little moment to show how powerful he is. Yeah. And then you got the there's there is a moment where like one of the soldiers you're with because you you got two random nameless soldiers and one of them dies when that bridge falls. Oh right, the, yeah. And everyone kind of stands there like oh, and he's like his fate is his own now. I'm like yeah. he didn't even name him. Like <laughs> who gives a shit? Like come on, guys. I kept like, thinking that he was gonna show up again like later on, like during one of the big battles and like come in and deliver the final blow on the mini boss. No, or he's a no name. No, he's just down he's, the river now. He's dead at the bottom <laughs> of a waterfall somewhere. We don't care. It's hilarious. Until Final Fantasy. Rebirth Integrate. Oh, maybe he's the guy on the motorcycle who wasn't in the, the original <laughs> game. You remember the other guy? Maybe that's him. That's funny. He's just pissed at everybody. The abandoned ultimate him. callback. Yeah. yeah, that's that's my prediction. That's the guy. That's the guy on a motorcycle whose name I can't remember. Who's like out for revenge because you abandoned him at the waterfall. Well, that's great. Uh, so anyway, that's Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, the crazy part is this game comes out on leap year day. It comes out on February 29th. Mm. Oh, Silk Shinnick also said, it makes a good point. The best thing in this game, in this demo, is the piano. I didn't even see it. Yeah, in, in the inn, if you sit at the or yeah, if you sit at the piano, you can play fully play the piano. Like like I missed that with like the analog sticks. People have been playing like doing like full like piano concerts. With I it. completely missed it's, that. It's a it's it's really neat. Huh. It's like the guitar in Last of Us. Oh, it's cool. like it's like you can really manipulate it to play real music. I missed it. That's cool though that I missed something like that though. Mm-hmm. It kind of shows that there's little things hidden yeah, in the that game. That is that is cool. I don't know what I, hope there's more I don't know why like it's in here. Yeah. And but it's like it's a interesting that they put something that I mean probably it is prompted by um Last of Us. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that was the inspiration. And B it's interesting that Cloud can play the piano. Yeah. Like the if you can do it, like he can do it. Let's see what you guys are saying about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. See if you guys have been playing the demo. Um, Threadzilla says the Platinum Trophy was a grind. Side quest left a lot to be desired. You guys are talking about the first remake, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Big Smoke eighty two. I'm with Matt. I'll watch a playthrough on YouTube. <laughs> Noxator Nidus says Final Fantasy sixteen was my first. And only Final Fantasy game that I liked. Oh, that I liked. Not that he played. Okay. Final Fantasy 16 was great. Yeah. Like it's Combat not... from 16 made it hard to go back and play Final Fantasy Rebirth Remake. It sure does. Yes, it does. Yep. Um, Fire Native. I want a PS5 Pro so they can push more 4K 120 for frames per second and more ray tracing. Um, I don't have a oh, PS5 Pro. Okay, not PS4 Pro. Um, 40 and slip there. Yeah, nothing's going to get 120 for, for frames per second on a console. And no one's ever going to target that. You know, Vincent's asking if I watched, if we watched the movie for remake. I did not actually. There no. was like a story so far thing that you can watch in the demo. Yeah, I didn't. I I had other things. I remembered me. enough. I knew I was, enough. Yeah, I, I I was there. I was there 3,000 years ago, Gandalf, when the the strength of humanity fell and we we made another Final Fantasy game. Cinetite says, "What's more impactful and convincing for playing the full game?" Final Fantasy 16 demo or Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth demo? Oh, 16, 16 all the way. All the way, for sure. I mean, but that's yeah. us, you know? Seven, the Rebirth demo is fan service. Yeah. They specifically chose this part because the fans Sephiroth, know it, yeah. and it has Sephiroth and has that shot in it. It also shows how they expanded a part of the, the original yeah. game that was very small. As a representation of how they're approaching the remake, I think it's actually a pretty good vertical slice. Yeah. 
Um, let's see what else we got there. Uh, Big Smoke. I like the technology in these remakes because we have finally surpassed the FMV sequences of the original. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, to be fair. Look, we, the presentation we, in this is great. Yeah. There's no to be denying. fair, we surpassed that a while ago. Like 10 years ago. Like, go back and look at those cinematics again. They're awful. Yeah. Cinetike, is there a 60 frames per second mode? So I chose, and as I always do, the quality mode. I didn't cho- choose the... I chose what... I, I didn't choose it. It was whatever was default. The default was the quality, so higher right. frame rate. Yeah. But I don't know if it's 60 or not. The quality would be uh, graphics. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the one I chose. So you cho- the default one is the high frame rate version. Is it? The performance, yeah. It didn't feel like it. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, that's my question. Does it run you at sure 60? sure it doesn't Probably default not. at quality? I felt like yeah, because it- I changed it to quality. Mm. I went into the menus and I changed it, the display, to the better looking one instead of the frame rate version. Uh, let's see if we've got maybe one more comment here. Everyone talking about their experiences with the original Final Fantasy VII. Uh, that looks like that's it. Okay. Um, again, this game comes out on leap year day, February 29th. How, how many? How many years are there between leap years? Four. I forgot. Is it four? Mm-hmm. So every four years, there's a February 29th. Yeah. Pretty clever. The last the last time was 2020. Oh really? It was a leap year. And the Chiefs beat the 49ers. Oh, wow. And Trump was running against <laughs> Biden in an election. It was all and, the world, and the world shut down in March. What's going to happen? Yeah, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. Nothing's going to happen, man. Uh, so anyway, there you go. This Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Again, a PlayStation 5 exclusive. I think eventually it'll probably come to PC, maybe Xbox eventually. It Probably, seems yeah, like, like Square usually assigns like a six-month exclusivity period with PlayStation. Yeah, what, what did Integrate or whatever that was? Yeah, come to that was come to PC, whatever. I think it did, or was it just the regular remake? I think it may have just been the base game. I'm not sure. I think Integrate yeah. may have remained an exclusive. Is it? Yeah. I, I also that if you I'm not 100 until I think the 28th, if you get the twin pack uh, of this on PlayStation, the 89.99 when you get remake Integrate or whatever it is for free. Mm-hmm. After after that, it goes up to like 140 bucks for the pack or something. Right. Yeah. That's a pretty That's a damn good deal saving. if you don't have it. You know, yeah, for like, sure. Yep. Um, and we'll be covering this. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say when the embargo is, mm. but I think I might be able to say that we'll cover this in two episodes from now. I think that's right. Um, but we'll have it as close to embargo as possible because, again, as I mentioned earlier, I have early review code and I'm playing the full game right now. Um, okay. Let's move on, Matt Kyle. We're going to talk next about a game that seems to be setting the internet ablaze, and I don't know why. That game is Hell Divers 2. It is a PlayStation 5 console exclusive, but it's also available for PC. It also has crossplay. It is a game as a service, cooperative third person shooter for up to four players. And, Matt, probably the easiest way I could describe it, it is, or it is the Terminator crossed with star wars crossed with starship troopers mm, i don't see any star wars in it. oh there's the the atsts oh those are those are warhammer that's it's it's so i would was say warhammer before star wars no but warhammer 40k is drawing from sort of a the, the starship troopers sort of realm they're like the the capes and the hyper patriotism and the big mech like Worrying Titan, those are all Warhammer 40k. That's, I mean, that's, to me, they're replace Star Wars. Replace Star, War, <laughs> it, replace Star Wars with Warhammer 40k. That's what it is. It's 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 Terminator, and although actually, so the, Warhammer had ATSTs before Star Wars. Uh, Warhammer has two-legged mechs that stomp around and look much more like the mechs in this. And that's, that was before Star Wars. No, Star Wars was first then. Star Wars didn't invent two-legged mechs. No, to me, it did. Well, it didn't. 
So, well, what did? Uh, that was actually Starship Troopers. The book had mechs, like they wore power armor mechs in that. But they're they look like ATSTs. Well, I don't know what they look like. There's a book. Yeah, so this is the first visual representation of a ATST was in Star Wars. You're getting into semantics here. <laughs> you're, you claimed a thing that's wrong, and I'm correcting you because it's Warhammer is the influence on this, not Star but Wars. But you just said Star Wars came before Warhammer. Yeah, but they're not being influenced by Star Wars. Your How Star do you know that? Because it's definitely Warhammer meets Starship Troopers. The capes and the hyper-patriotism. But the, the capes Imperial are also in Man. Star Wars. Right, but that's not what they're pulling from. They're, okay, pulling, okay. they're pulling from Warhammer. Okay. I think the average person will look at this game and see those walkers and say that's Star Wars. Well, they'll never see the walkers because they won't get to them. Why? Because <laughs> they're so deep in the upgrade tree. No, you fight against them. Oh, I never fought the synthetics. Oh, well, this is probably why you're... No, it's not because I've seen footage of it and it's still Warhammer. I promise you it's Warhammer, not Star Wars. Like, Whatever. No Star I don't Wars care. In this game. I don't care. I think, the, I think 8 out of 10 people who watch footage of this will say that came from Star Wars. I will bet you money. Nobody even knows Warhammer has walkers, Matt. Yeah, they, anyone who played Warhammer <laughs> Nobody, knows you, I think That's what the Imperium The problem, Matt, is you think everybody is you. No, not I everybody don't. knows everything that you do. The average person doesn't even I know what Warhammer is, Matt. The people who made Helldivers 2 do Star know Wars. what Warhammer is, and that's what the, the but source Matt, is. what we're doing is we're trying to relate the game to our audience. Our audience also knows what Warhammer is. I didn't. I mean, I know what it is. I didn't know they ever had two-legged walkers. Most, They're come all on, Matt. The game. Come on, man. You know most people are going to associate that with Star Wars. Everyone's seen Star Wars. Nope. 5% of people has read a Warhammer book or seen it. Everyone's seen these walkers in Star Wars, man. They don't look like Star Wars walkers. Let me roll the B-roll. <laughs> Actually, I don't even have any of that in our B-roll, unfortunately. But anyway. That's too bad because the Android stuff is way cooler looking than the bug stuff. But I played more of the Android stuff. I played more of the bug stuff because that was what they were starting with. Yeah. And I, it seems to railroad you sort of into what the current war is. And the Android war hadn't started when I was playing last weekend. Well, I'll tell you what happened to me. is like you, I started playing the game and they force you into the bug Scroll stuff. The chat. Um, what'd you say? Scroll the chat oh. so we can see what people are saying. So they force you into the bug stuff to start the game. I didn't even realize for a long time that um, there was the robot stuff to fight. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't even know until I started fiddling around on the map. Because, by the way, that interface sucks where you choose your missions from. So I was, like, fiddling around, and I found it. Oh, my God, there's this whole other plant, these other planets yeah. that I could go fight on. But here's the thing. Like, usually what I do when I record B-roll for something we're going to talk about on Game Face is... I'll record the first hour of me playing, and then I'll go play the game for a bunch of more hours, and then I'll come back and just do pickups. Well, there was no reason to do pickups with this game, because in the first hour of footage, it had everything that I needed, other than showing that, hey, there's these other robot things that you can fight. But as far as, like, the mechanics, the mission objectives, mm -hmm. all that stuff... I covered it all playing the first hour of the game. Yeah, I mean, there are more. I mean, look, I the most striking thing about this game to me is how much it is just the first game with a different camera angle. I never played the first um, game at all. It's all the same. Oh. Like, what you're talking about, the the, the map is right out of the first game. Calling down stuff with the, the fucking up, down, up, down, A, B, A, B thing. That was that's, in the first that's game, That's all too? in the first game. All, uh. Like, everything. It, this is literally just the first game, except instead of playing, like, a like a isometric shooter with a twin-stick shooter, it plays, like, Gears of War. That's what it. What platform was the first one for? PlayStation and... Was it PS1. PC? PC? OG PlayStation. No, it was PS4. Okay. I, I Maybe I had... I definitely had it on PS4. Sony owns this IP, so... Yeah. It was definitely only PlayStation. I don't remember if it was... All, I don't think it was on PC. Okay. I but doubt it because PlayStation wasn't putting games. But on I PC definitely, now. I definitely had it on PlayStation. Okay, 
Um, I have not played the original game, so this was all new to me. Now, this is, but also all old to me because other right. than like that goofy like input stuff, it's like the most generic third-person shooter I have ever played. This game, by the way, is sold like a million copies in a day. Mm-hmm. Like they claimed that they had three hundred and fifty. It was the first Sony game on PC. Okay, so it was awesome. Oh, it was. PC. So the first Hell Diver was on the, good. It was on the Vita. Interesting. I would never have known that. Me either. Um, so anyway, uh, and I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? The most generic shooter ever made. Oh, yeah. So it's like, to me, this is like literally the most generic shooter I have ever played. And the game has sold a million copies in 24 hours. They mm-hmm. said that they had 360,000 concurrent players. Yep. The most I ever saw was 25,000. Well, they mean like between both platforms. No, it shows you. There's a screen that shows you how many total players are playing across all the platforms when you go to the first when you first go to the play online. It shows you all the stats. I never saw it higher than twenty five thousand people, but they said three sixty. I'm guessing they can I think be fact checked. Ju- I think that was just on those servers. Maybe it, it splits it across different servers. That could be. Not everybody can be on the same one. Um, um, it had something like one hundred and twenty thousand concurrent on Steam over the weekend. Oh, it did. At one point, when I looked, you saw that yourself. Yeah. Wow. It's it did real well. And it's insane. Because compar- I was looking at Suicide Squads, which was forty seven hundred. Yeah. Forty seven hundred. Dude, Suicide Squad mops the floor with this fucking game. This game I is like a- this a lot more than Suicide really? Squad. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I like the theme better. I like the But there isn't the, one. Well, there's yeah, there like an opening it. cinematic. There's no story after that. Well yeah, it's it's shooting bugs and androids. But That's there's it. no story. There's no plot well, no, or anything. There's no story. There's no, no cinematics, there's no anything. No. I mean theme. Theme. Yeah. But it, it, the like theme setting. Is- but <laughs> I, I think Suicide Squad makes a mockery of this game. This is one of the this worst the games I've played in a while. Oh, no, I like this a lot. It's so busted. Like, there's so many goofy, like, little, like, stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah. weird glitches where, like... This, here's this, here's this secret, dirty secret. And hell, the first one was like this, too. Oh. Uh, here's this dirty secret about Helldivers. It's a, it's, a B, it's a B-list game. Yeah. It's an absolutely a B-list oh, game. Oh, yeah. Like, this would be $30 on PS2. Well, it's only 40 Right, I mean, it's yeah. priced right. It sure. is priced right. But I mean, like, it's... The idea that this is playing in the same pool as, like, Sony's other exclusives is Sony lying to you, yeah. basically. Like, like, it is not... It's it's a it's a quick and dirty... Not quick and dirty. It took them a long time. But, like... It did, <laughs> dirty. I mean, it did take it's a long time. Definitely it's, it's dirty. Dirty. <laughs> it's definitely, it definitely dirty. It's definitely dirty. And I will say, it gets... You know, a lot of it depends on which planet you're on. Like, the, my first planet that... Because you go... You know, you can go pretty much anywhere, but you do want to kind of focus on the places where there's, like... Um, you know, the active battle is happening. And that changes as people win. Every time you win a fight, you contribute to the war effort to take over that planet by point oh 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 one percent Yeah. Huge contribution, which is part of the joke. I know it's part it of the joke. It has a little bit of that mech assault, like, global online thing going on but it doesn't really matter like no you're you're, you're a cop i mean that's part of the commentary there is a little bit of political satire here with the oh the, yeah fascism uh, and freedom they and use the word democracy the, the, like every yeah, three the, seconds uh f- like the fascist bugs right <laughs> like, yeah i mean it's all very funny when yeah but um i mean because that's the starship troopers right that's mm-hmm. the that's the the it's shameless how much it rips off oh, starship yeah. troopers i mean shameless 100%. which is also like very specifically the movie because that's not in I mean, it is in the the Heinlein book is kind of more pro fascist. Like it's 
the Heinlein book thinks it's a pretty cool idea that everyone should have to serve in the military to get to vote oh. or have a child <laughs> or things like right, that. Right, right. The Paul Verhoeven movie thinks that that is stupid, bad. Yeah, and so clearly the point of view of the developers on this is that is also bad. But the um, the, the the society you're part of thinks that's very good, um, and it's played for laughs for the most part. Um, but like it's. So like I the planet I started on was was ice. Mm-hmm. It was ice so you could fall in water and die. Yeah. And if it was you were in the cold area, you reloaded slower, which was great. Yeah, so like it does actually, you know, and you seem to be on a very toxic world here. Um so the, the environmental hazards do can change your first impression of this, I think. Um Yeah, the, this world like you would step on stuff, it would make you walk slow, yeah, like in there yeah. everywhere. It just became annoying after a while. Yeah, it's it's very hard to back away. In, on the toxic planets because you'll step on something that makes you suddenly go slow and they'll just swarm you. And you can't see it if you're backing up. Right, yeah. And just all no. of a sudden you're just going crazy yeah, you slow. Yeah, you gotta have a battlefield awareness that just isn't feasible. It's impossible um, with the camera angle. Yeah. And it's very hard. This is, I will say, this game's very hard to play solo. You, I don't think it's, I think, um, I just finished that mission by myself. I never played another mission by myself. It, mm-hmm. it was so hard to finish a mission by myself, I'm like, I'm not gonna. And then there was no way to connect. Right there, you can see Helldivers active. Right there, seventeen thousand. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I this Matt is the worst PlayStation exclusive I think I may have ever played, as far as the quality and the craftsmanship of a game. Like it was just broken. It crashed like eight or nine times. Um, I I never had a single connection or crash problem oh i i had eight or nine crashes and i was sending the reports to playstation it would pop up and say send mm. the video with it or whatever i wonder if that does anything if anyone actually looks at i that. do wonder that i send them i don't know if yeah, it I actually does I anything do hey, i want to, i want to try to help yeah, um, I'm like, yeah attach that clip like show show them what happened. yeah exactly but like there's just so much goofy crap in this. even like the limited cutscenes they have like the one where you just show up at your ship and you're in that like little freeze-dried thing and then you come out and you got like ice all over you or frost mm-hmm. all over you like even that cutscene that's so simple if you watch half the time your dude is like glitching around inside the machine and then gets mm-hmm. spit out of the machine like the whole game is just filled with crap like that and then you get to playing it and this game is just annoying as shit I can't remember the last game where you have to reload. Yeah. Every other game you run yeah, out of bullets, it just reload. automatically reloads. In and, this game, you uh, have to do it. And unusually, uh, the clips matter. Right. If the you ma- throw away your clip, you lose the, the ammo. Yeah. Why? There's because a reason. they want that to be a, a management thing. I that get was in that. the first one, too. It doesn't matter, though. Like, you get so much ammo in this game, I don't think I ever ran well, out of ammo. as long as you're pulling the supplies down, you do. Yeah. I've, I've run in... I've, you know, it's just entirely possible to end up in a situation where you don't have space or room to call down more supplies yeah that's why the guy whoever has that backpack upgrade is the best guy on the squad no, you're right there are like five enemy types for each of for both the aliens and the robots there's literally like five you, you fight in, the you same into, five you, enemy types over and more, over you run into more later well eventually I, I played it i fought the boss yeah but i'm talking about when you've put like 50 hours oh i'm oh. talking about the, the grind on this game is insane i like, played 15 hours of it roughly i would guess yeah, but i'm talking about when you're like level 30 yeah you know it took me like i played probably 10 hours and it's i'm like level nine dude i don't know how you got to level nine in that amount of time it's a long, dude, long it's a so it takes forever yeah. dude i played for like 10 hours i had one new gun yeah getting the guns is tough anything yeah. i had one new gun and one new grenade i still didn't have a new pistol mm-hmm. the only thing you can really upgrade rely like regularly are the um the 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 what was it not tactics whatever they call the thing where you call stuff down from the ship yeah they're called the uh, stratagems stratagems yeah 
And that, to me, is the only interesting part of this game. So the only angle on this is different from any other generic third-person yeah, cooperative shooter. That's the only unique thing they have. Are the stratagems. And basically what you do is you hold L1 if you're playing. Well, you can only play on PlayStation. You hold L1, and then you input, like, these D-pad codes, basically. Yeah. And then satellites drop this stuff down to the ground. So you can get weapons. You can get um, ammo. You can get um, special attacks and things like that. And Turrets. And everything is a grenade. You yeah. have to be the master of throwing grenades because if they throw you like this orbital strike, you call it down mm. from the sky, it's this little grenade that you throw to tag where you want the orbital strike. So you have to be the master of grenades mm. in this God game. God help you if it bounces off one of their their armors. Oh, right, or bounces back at you and then you're running away mm. or bounces back. Because the other thing that I hate about this is friendly fire. Yeah, there is friendly, There's friendly, friendly fire. There's friendly fire in this game. And you they send you turrets down. You put the turret down. You're more on teammates walk in front of it. It kills mm. them. Like It'll kill, kill you too. It will. Like, like they don't, the turret doesn't care. There is so much in this game that is just idiotic and completely that's out of a, step with video games in 2024. A, but that's a choice they made. I, know, I get it. It's a dumb choice. As someone who plays these games all the time, it's awful. I I hated this game. Hated it. It is like the most generic waste of time I've played in I don't know how long. I can go down a list of like 10 other games like this that were way better. And Suicide Squad is definitely one of them. Like, I will absolutely play this more than Suicide Squad. No question. I think that's crazy, but you have a right to your opinion. But we can go back. What's that Square Enix one? The one that was on Mars or whatever. That game mops the floor with this one. And that game lasted like three weeks and was gone. Like it was yesterday's news. What was it called? Oh, Outriders. Outriders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Outriders way better than this game. It's still going. Is it still alive? Yeah, my brother-in-law plays that. Oh, really? Yeah. But there is just countless games just like this one that do almost everything better. And they at least have some semblance of a story or motivation to keep playing. Like, the only motivation to keep playing here is to get better gear, and you never get better gear! Again, you fight the same five enemy types over and over again. And as you've seen in the B-roll, it's an extraction shooter. So you go out, you accomplish a bunch of objectives, then you go back to this location, and there's a little horde mode that breaks out while you wait for your ship to show up. But otherwise, it is just generic third-person shooter. Like, that's what they should have called this game. Um, I mean, they kind of did. I was just fighting this game. It kept crashing, like, the menus and, like, figuring out, like, it took me, oh, like, a couple hours to just figure out how to, like, select the missions that I wanted to go to. Like, all the mission objectives are repetitive AF. All of them are, like, go here and blow this up or destroy this, or go here and throw a grenade in a hole to seal it off. Mm -hmm. Or the third one is go here and wait while we transmit data. And that's, I did, like, I did, it. I did like the nuke one. Which one was that? The ICBM the one? The ICBM one. Yeah, that's you, the only good one. You launch yep. that one off, and then you get to see it fly, and then it does actually blow up. It's rewarding. Yeah, because yeah. it, it does blow up an actual sector of the of the area. Yeah, it does. That you yeah. can't go to anymore. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was, an, that was a nice trick. They need more of that. Yeah. Um, I like this game. I, I hate I, it. I think it's fun. It's, it's dumb fun. I didn't have any fun with it. I felt like I was just I fighting didn't. it the whole time. No. I, I, I mean, it is clunky in places and there's parts where you get blindsided by enemies and you're like fuck you you know fuck this game like fuck you yeah you um, get swarmed sometimes there's nothing you can do but then i load up another mission and do it again like it's 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 fun. I mean, i'm not gonna i mean the grind becomes very palpable once you realize that you're just not getting any new equipment in a reasonable amount of time unless you throw real money at the in-game currency like it's the game as a service stuff becomes real the treadmill becomes evident very quickly um, I don't honestly, but I do, but I do like, like it. Intrusive, like the it's not intrusive, but there's sort of the thing was like you can cut it with sort of the standard equipment and like sort of the the slow moving upgrades as you get and the stratagems you get. 
but it sure would be nice to get that shotgun. You know, but like it is, and it is actually the other thing I will give it in terms of um, sort of I don't know, innovation is not the right word because it's part of the gas stuff. But it's like at, when you complete successful missions, you get these medals, and the more missions in a group of missions you complete, you know, chronologically, you know, like consecutively, you get more medals for that. Mm-hmm. And then you can go into the battle pass sort of stuff and choose where to spend the medals to unlock the stuff you want. And after you spend enough in one tier, it unlocks the next tier. And you can skip all the other stuff on that tier you're on and start unlocking stuff on the next tier. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I think giving you a little more control over how, what stuff you get first from the battle pass is a nice idea. I mean, Call of Duty does that. Yeah. You can just choose from a whole map. But what? you know what doesn't? Fortnite. <laughs> so... I think that's. Probably, I'd rather play Fortnite than this any day of the week. I would imagine most people would, but like, again, you're running into the issue of like. I mean, look, I do like this game, but it's like, who is this? For? I mean, look, it, it's a hit. It did well. How many of these people are going to be playing next week, though? Dude, right? this is a hit because it's a PlayStation exclusive. That's, no, it's that no, is the reason no, why. It's not. Yes, it's, it is I mean, partly, but it's a hit. There's ball. not a single glowing review of this game out there. It's averaging like a 6.5 Metacritic. The only reason it sold a million copies in a day is because it's a PlayStation exclusive. That's it. It's that's reductive and um a six, it's, a I w- it's not <laughs> sometimes w- the truth hurts no it doesn't hurt because i don't care about playstation but what i do care about is that i'm having fun playing a 6.5 game i'm I would, not i wouldn't necessarily disagree with that score but it's still fun to play to me and i think a lot of people agree with that so i do not i <laughs> clearly um as somebody you, you found your final <laughs> fantasy remake um <laughs> but i play these games out the ass. I would argue I'm an expert on these games. These are the games I play. This is my wheelhouse as far as a critic is concerned. And this game is shit. Okay. And it most, just is. Compared to popular, all the other games the on the market, And the most popular fighting game shit. is Mortal Kombat 1, and that game's shit compared it's to the really, shit. Compared to stuff like Street Fighter and Tekken. No. And the mechanics are considered shit by the fighting game community. It's still a great game. It's very well-crafted. Okay, this who, game isn't even well-crafted. Now it's who a are you telling the junk. expert that they're wrong? No. Yeah. Peep, no. Mortal Kombat is considered equivalent of this to a lot of fighting no. games. No. It is. But again, okay, to a fighting aficionado, to the average person who plays fighting games, right. no. They don't like Mortal Kombat And I'm one. telling you, for an average person who just plays shooters, they seem to like this. No. Yes. It's a PlayStation 5 exclusive, and they're trying to support All the right. PlayStation well, that's, 5 okay, exclusive. Okay, now who's refusing to hear the truth? Okay. Go on. We want me to say more things that are bad about it? I don't understand. I'm sure you have more to say about oh, it. Oh, I bad about it. Believe me. <laughs> I'm just going to say I like this game. I don't necessarily disagree that it's a 6.5 is probably the 6.57-ish in there. Like, it's a it's a mediocre game. But see, that would pr- be average. Like, for games like this, this, I've never seen a game of this type have so little content or story or any reason to keep playing. Well, it, the, the content is just shooting things. Yeah, that's not good enough. That's like that, good enough for Call of Duty. That's like 2003. No, Call of Duty has a freaking campaign and a zombies mode and a and a and war zone and mm-hmm. like a dude. You can't come on. Like this is a piece of crap. This is more interesting to me than Call of Duty. I understand that you like sci-fi. Yeah. I, I totally get that. That doesn't not mean objectively the game is in the same league as these other games, though. Well, you no, like but... it because you like Star. I do too. But you like Starship Troopers. You like Warhammer. You like Star Wars. You like Terminator. I get that. You like. You said it yourself. You like the theme. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm not adverse to the theme. It's still a piece of crap. I don't think it is. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I would I never recommend somebody buy this game, even at forty dollars. I, I would not. I think it's mediocre, but I don't think it's a piece of crap. It's not mediocre even, though. The average third-person shooter is better than this. It's not even average. 
What's it's the below average. average. What's the average third-person shooter, then? Like the Square Enix game that we talked about, Outriders. I think that's about on par with this. Uh, no, remember, it has a whole story and a plot I don't care about the story. I'm talking about just how you play the game. Like, I feel about the oh, same. Oh, no, the gunplay in that game feels great. Remember the headshots in that game? You'd, like, lift up and their heads would go, pop! Somewhat, yeah. But I think that with the androids in this, it's you got a little bit of that. Not with the bugs. I don't like the bugs. Like, I don't, like I don't even the bugs think, I don't think the gunplay feels very good in this. Like, the aiming is weird. Like, you can see the reticle, how it bounces all over. If that's you move even you, a little that's bit. Be, that's because you're supposed to use that gun stationary. No, they, t- they tell you to use every gun standing still, which, again, yeah, is bullcrap. But that gun specifically, you're, supposed, you're literally supposed to be prone. I've never used it that way because if you that's stop, you die. That's the other thing. This game keeps telling you to dive and go prone. No, I don't want to lay on the freaking ground and play a shooter. Like... This game is crap, man. I could go on and on about it. I'm just telling you, if you're into these kind of type of games and you like third-person shooters, I would stay way far away from this one. That's all I'm saying. And I play these games out the ass. And I would say that if you're watching this B-roll and you think that looks fun, you'll probably have fun with it. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. You can I- see what it is watching it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't hide. Oh, yeah. Well, you can what? watch the B-roll and see how repetitive the game yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, this is all that it is. <laughs> it is. 100%. This is it. Yep, and the environments also get a little repetitive. Like, there's, like, toxic environment, snow environment, and then, like, spooky woods environment was, like, the third one that I found. Yeah, there's a, there's a more forested thing. Yeah, but for the most part, like, all the mission, you're, the, everything looks the same. The, there's five enemy get, types. So I think you get a better visual kick out of the, the android fights because they're all shooting with the lasers at you and stuff. i enjoyed like, the android like, stuff you, you more get, than the yeah if you aliens. get it because they're they're more interesting enemies like also I, the worlds that they're in aren't all dark and dreary like mm-hmm. there's actually like daylight in some of right, them they're, <laughs> try, they're trying to take over like inhabited world, right so there's a little yeah. more to that and i i do think the the bugs get tedious after a while but not, not just because they're frustrating like they're yeah. they swarmier swarm you and they come from this side and that side is impossible to set up like a, a, a safe like kind of like line of battle with them whereas the androids generally come from wonder and also the androids shoot at you so you can if you start seeing lasers coming from the side you know where they're coming from from it's helpful yeah yeah um whereas with okay so 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 if you that that so none of this was here when i played it well this is all this is a trailer oh this isn't my b-roll okay because when i played it the android thing was one sector in the far lower left corner, yeah, and there yeah. weren't even any planets I could select from. It was hard for me to find it. Like, I just kind of stumbled upon it. I was like, oh my god, I can fight robots. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> I knew that was there, but I couldn't I couldn't get into a yeah. mission there because they were the opening night. The interface is weird. They were just doing... I mean, I'm familiar with it because it's literally the same as the original, the first nah. game. Um, the only, only the only differences in this game is that it plays like Gears of War or a third-person shooter instead of Smash TV. That's yeah. It, that's it. The other thing, too, is, like, I think they've fixed it now because I played this late again last night at, like, 1 in the morning, and they literally delivered a patch at midnight last night. Yeah, there was a patch night. last night while I was playing Final Fantasy VII. And after that, I managed to be able to connect to games, but otherwise, all weekend long, it was impossible mm. to connect. Like, I would have to I would no, There try. was a known problem with that at the yeah. time. And I, I did play some random matchmaking and didn't have a problem with it, but a ton of people were saying on Reddit there was a problem. So... There's two ways also, you can play. Also, the PC version of this has a kernel-level anti-cheat program that is a security risk. Oh. So I would not buy this on PC. I didn't hear about that, actually. I would have bought it on PC because it looks better on PC. Yeah. But uh, the PC version currently, they, the, the, the anti-cheat thing they use actually installs to the kernel oh, on, wow. the, on the OS. So uh, a, lot, and a lot of people are like, that's, I mean, even if nothing happens with it, it's still not safe. Yeah. It's yeah, not, it's not cool. weird. 
So if you're going to get this, I would say only PS5. Yeah. And then there's a couple ways that you can choose to, like, launch missions with other players. You can choose quick play, which I hardly ever got to work. Or you can go to the global view of the map where you can, like, scroll around the globe and you can see people who have started their game. So one angle of this that is kind of cool is that you have your own ship. And if you want to level up your ship, you need to host games mm-hmm. and have people go out in, in your games. But what I did the most, because I would start a game, nobody would ever join. And the, the tooltip, by the way, says that's not true. The tool oh, really? says you can upgrade and mess with your ship on anyone else's ship, too. But that I doesn't wasn't able se- to do that. That doesn't seem to work. Yeah, right now. what? Maybe it's just a bug or something. It might be. But it, it, when you when they introduce you to that console, they say you can access it even on other players' oh, I ships. That. And when I I didn't go on other players' ships a ton, but the few couple times I was, I couldn't access that. I wasn't able to either. So um, so I so there's two ways and to play. Says they rolled that patch back this morning. So really, <laughs> something else is wrong. Oh geez. Well, that sucks because it was connecting better. Like I played from like 12 to like 1.30 in the morning or something like that. And I was able to get games. But the more likely way to get games if you're having problems is go to that global map area and then choose your planet and then choose the mission. And then you can see people will like pop up who have already started a game and are playing that mission. You can mm-hmm. join. I had better luck doing it that way. But here's the other problem that I ran into is like I got kicked for like a couple times for no reason. Like we're playing a game. We're almost we're waiting. One was we were waiting for extraction. I'm just standing there. It just kicked me out. I think there's grief in me. They're like, oh, we used you to fight through this whole mission, but you're not getting the rewards. And they booted me right before the dropship came down. I was able to get the dropship <laughs> and get my stuff. And then another time we we're just like halfway through, and I guess that maybe they just wanted their buddy to play or whatever. But they just booted me out for no reason. So it is advantageous to start your own games and have other people join. But I had no luck getting other people to join my games at all. Mm-hmm. And then maybe that'll be fixed with a patch or whatever. But but yeah, I don't know. This is like generic sci-fi third-person shooter 101 to me. Um, I didn't really have hardly any fun with it. Again, the one sort of redeeming element to it is the stratagems, the stuff that you call down from the sky. That's something that other games aren't doing. But Matt, I'd just rather just have it as like my inventory. The other thing that I found that was happening to me was people were calling in their stratagems and they were coming down from the sky and killing me. Mm-hmm. landing on me like their drops were like hitting me and killing me you gotta get out of the way friendly but it's hard to see sometimes like if you're fighting and they put it like at your feet you can't see the beam or whatever where it's coming down um i don't know i could go on and on about issues that i found in this game and i didn't even play it that long i played it like 15 hours or something like that and uh, i played it a lot longer than you and wasn't much higher level than mm-hmm. you um i mean and, the grind on the first one was that bad like too. that like that was just that's just yeah apparently how they want to do it but in the single player, as you mentioned, I couldn't really play it without dying. I don't think you could mm-hmm. make headway playing single player in this. I mean, I played. Pro- I would say I played eighty percent single player. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay, then you can. I, you got to make sure because it, it it automatically progresses the difficulty as you play to try to nudge you into multiplayer. So mm-hmm. once you hit like medium challenging, you can't do that solo. Okay. I would say the maximum you can play solo is medium. Okay. Um, the difficulties unlock quick. They like do. You finish and one they, mission. And they don't. They aren't clear about what they're doing. Like, yeah, that they're yeah. pumping out because I kept going. You know, I just kept going, and then I, I did this one mission where I just got cr- crushed. Uh, like, like I died in the first like firefight. Five. You know, you get five redeploys yeah. basically, and I died immediately. Like yeah. I was. I hadn't died once. Like in the rest of the all the other missions, and all of a sudden they just ran over me, and I'm like, what happened? And I like, and I realized that it was up on like medium hard difficulty or whatever. Yeah. So I dumped. I dropped it down to medium. And that's just about right. And you got to be careful too, because that can keep you from matchmaking as well. If you're yeah. ch- like this, there's weird difficulties. Like one was called like Challenger or something. Yeah, Challenger is like a slightly harder version of the one difficulty without going up to the next difficulty, but it introduces like more enemies of whatever. Like it's 
or different types of things. Yeah. Like it's it's and your matchmaking, but depends. you get better XP or whatever from yeah. it. Like you get bonuses from it. And your matchmaking depends on your difficulty. So if a lot of yeah. people aren't playing on that difficulty, you're gonna have trouble getting a game. So it's mm-hmm. something to keep in mind if you do pick this up and you're trying to get some games and you don't know why you're unable to. Um, it should really be a little broader in how it matches people up, but then like that might be why you're getting kicked too. Is they're like, oh, there's a low low B showed up and we don't want him in our th-. it's like because people are dicks but yeah like, i mean most of the time most of the squads that i was in it was a potpourri it was like mm-hmm. one dude's level 15 one dude's level two one dude's level six one dude's level four um and most and it seemed i will say this it does seem like the game scales pretty well for your your level like we were i was playing with at one point i was level nine mm-hmm. and one guy was level 23 and the level, other guy was level 18 yeah i saw that in the corner when the beer and was. i managed to like make it through it okay mm-hmm. they did help me out here and there i mean you don't really get any more powerful yeah with the levels it just really means you can buy new stratagems and, and you get so. new stratagems you get new guns eventually <laughs> sometimes i got yeah. like a shotgun at like level five or level six and then i never got another weapon mm-hmm. like it really it is as I, said, it's I mean i'm not a shotgun person but I, when i got the shotgun i switched to the shotgun and i never went back oh really like the shotgun is just just works better oh wow for me like, i can see for the aliens it definitely would for the bugs swarmed, yeah. For the, yeah for the for the, the androids probably not but yeah. like you want something that can target better but like for the the aliens the the, the bugs just boom 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 and then you can reload whenever you want and like yeah. have, have it full of like because mine mine i think held I mean, you can't tell me bullets it holds because it's just it's a it's yeah a, you can't see it's it. the white it Bar. fills the white up on the clip and that's just you just kind of guess, guess like oh it's flashing red so it probably needs to be reloaded yeah um yep. it's a, it's a weird interface but it's that's also how it was in the first one it's clearly how they've chosen to represent that for some reason yep there's um, three pieces of gear that you get you get armor a helmet and a cape but they don't have anything to do with your stats or anything they get bonuses I got my armor um does my armor doubles the armor rating. Oh, really? Of it, yeah. I didn't notice it's, it's that spe- they did it's a, that. It's a special armor, yeah. Interesting. I didn't notice that. Capes sometimes have little... Bu- like, it's little things. It's not, like, game changers, but you'll get things that do 4% this boost. Or yeah. Like, like, I think I have a cape that gives, like, 5%, 5% faster reload or 5% this or that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then my final uh, comment on the game is it just needs more boss fights. Like, I played it for 15 hours. I think I fought three bosses total or something like that. Like, to me, that would spice it up. It's easy, too. Like, just build a massive mm-hmm. creature and let us fight it. Like, well, I, so that is in there. Um, just any, not enough. Any, well, even beyond what you pro- you've seen, because they haven't conquered a sector yet. That they, So the, the, the battle changes as more of the sector is conquered. So, like, the, right now, I think it's still in that closer sector. Mm-hmm. And once those that's secured, which I think it was, like, 80% secured last I looked at it, you move on to the next one out, out of the ring. And then there's, like, two, like two more, one more, two more. Once you, like, to secure the whole sector, it changes the battles in the first game, anyway. It changed how the battles worked for everybody because you had to... Now, like, oh, the, the bugs have, like realize we're winning so to defeat liberty they've decided to send out like these all extra queens or so now all of a sudden there's queens everywhere gotcha, like, like gotcha. It, it, they will like change things based on how much of the the quadrant like Has the players finished. have conquered or whatever and sometimes they will tilt it like in the old game anyway they would tilt it so that like you couldn't win like Uh-oh. like like the, the like they would literally push the human players back to the center of the of the galaxy periodically or mm. suddenly just conquer another quadrant and sometimes the androids and the bugs would fight 
Oh. And they were in conflict because they were neighboring there. And they'll have fights and you'll go down and there'll be planets where both the bugs and the androids are there and you can get caught between a fight between the two of them. Do you think that'll be in this one? I, I hope so. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I mean, I think that's why they started the bugs and the androids on the opposite side. So they don't have to worry about that yet. Yeah. You know? Well, they're on different sides of the galaxy, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But eventually, as everything sort of fills in, there will be border skirmishes gotcha. between the two enemy types. Interesting. I will um, never stick around. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well, the thing is, you can always just go back and do it. That's true. You can go back months later, yeah. and it's go all back and like one day, maybe I'll be like, "Hey, it's interesting now," <laughs> sort of in a way for a game, and like yeah. you can go look at it. You know? Yeah, because it is cool to see that, and like it's it's it changes things up, but also it just sort of makes it more frustrating. Yeah. So. But it is cool to be fighting, like, at least on the first game, like, where you'd be fighting androids and suddenly a swarm of bugs would come in from one side. That would be a nice twist. Because, again, what really grated on me after a while was how repetitive the enemies were. How you just kept fighting the same uh, aliens or robots over and over again. (laughs) What? Nolan Bozo's on. This guy refuses to go prone. Kick him. (laughs) Maybe that's why they kicked me. Because I was like, F that. Like, why am I going to go prone Maybe like you shot too many people i would dive away at times to get away from well, like, charging enemies well, i accidentally dive because i keep thinking there's a dodge roll and there right. isn't no it's just the dive just and then you over. lay there yeah. on the ground if yeah. you hold the button he'll get right back up yeah uh, i just i just tap it double tap it and yeah. he gets up and runs away yeah or i click sprint and he'll yeah. get up so but then sometimes you hit the slow thing and then you're just like well I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, there's because I can't even like you can't like you you can be interrupted in your stim injection oh, yeah. too. So like if you can't get away from the enemy for like a second, you're not even gonna be able to use a health stim. What does this note say right there, Matt? Die, die, die. Because <laughs> that's what fucking happens you in this game. <laughs> there's nothing no. you can do. You just get trampled or like people come Luna, from behind that you can't see. Luna's not used to being this close to Shane. Yeah. Or somebody puts a turret down right next to you and an alien comes in, it just wipes you out, or you they drop their things, their stratagems down on you and it kills you. Like you just die. Die, die, die. Uh, so anyway, I mean, that, that is part of the thing. You know, the <laughs> yeah. Life is pretty cheap. It in, is in the Helldivers universe. Yeah. Well, I think what do they say? Like the average lifespan is like 19 years or something. Yeah. Something for the Helldiver, something like that. Um, so anyway, there you go. That's Helldivers 2. It is a PlayStation 5 console exclusive, but it's also available on PC, which is smart for a game like this because it helps build the audience so that there's always people to match up mm-hmm. with. It makes a difference for games as a service. So now, uh, I did turn off crossplay. You did? Just because I assume the PC people are cheating. Getting a cheat, probably. <laughs> yeah. I didn't turn it off because I was having such a problem getting mm-hmm. games. And I was like, I'll take anybody. I just need to play this game. I was running out of time. Um, and it did get a little bit better on Sunday. So I played like a good bit, like when the Super Bowl, before the Super Bowl and after the Super Bowl, I played a ton. And then yesterday I got to play a bunch because they, and then last night they put the patch out. I got to play a couple more hours there. So it was tough playing this enough with all the networking and server errors. But finally I ended up getting there eventually. So there you go. That's Helldivers 2. I say stay the hell away. I think Matt, you're saying like if you like sci-fi stuff. If you look at the footage of this game and think it looks fun, you'll probably think it's fun. Yeah. Like it's, it, that's all it is. It plays is. how it looks. Yeah. yeah. For sure. It, 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 has, it does not try to pretend to be anything else. Yep. There's no hidden secret or some no. twist or change. That's Mm-mm. what the game what is. What you see is what you get. Yep. So there you go. That's Hell Divers 2. It's, it's a fun, brainless podcast game. Yeah. It's a time waster, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It's a giant. I can just find way better it's ways a to giant, I mean, it's, it's, that's the th- <laughs> thing about it. One of the most interesting things about how well it's doing, even for like an upstart gas, is... Just how naked it is that the bar filling is going to take forever. Yeah, it's like, like, it, like that's part of the joke. I think yeah. is how little impact you have on the on the war every at the end of everything. Yeah, yeah. But like, 
it's just interesting that that so many more people don't seem to find that demoralizing because mm-hmm. I guess they either get the joke or they don't care. Well, I mean, but, they just got the game, right? But there's it becomes there was no beta for this, but it or becomes anything. clear after like five match five yeah. matches, you're like, it, oh, this yeah. is this is just an endless treadmill, and like you're not you're never gonna feel important. It takes five hours to realize that you're never gonna unlock stuff. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I still, like, I've unlocked one gun, like, in the whole time I played for five hours. Most shooters, it's like, and, th- you know, this is the other end of the spectrum where it's too much, but most shooters, it's like, you finish, like, a good round of the game, and it's like, ding, 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 oh, yeah, ding, it doesn't, ding, ding, it doesn't care about Oh, there's no dinging in this no. at all, man. Like, none, so. You can unlock stuff on the battle pass thing much faster than leveling up. Yeah, that's true. Unlocks. Yeah. Like, that's probably what that's there for. Because yeah. you can get that every time you complete a successful mission, mm-hmm. but that also means if you fail the mission, you're, you still get points for stuff, but you do not get the medals, and the medals are what really give you the, the upgraded stuff. Also, I got five stars on every mission I played. I got two stars on one where oh, really? I barely or I barely got out alive. You're playing by yourself? Yeah. I could see that. Playing with other people, five stars every mm-hmm. mission. It's something And you I get a little you get a little bit stars. of leeway like some, five stars is a victory, but you can also get great victory, total victory, Matt. I don't know what the criteria for yeah. all that is, but like I think I you have to complete all the extra missions. Some of it, yeah, cuz what you're actually supposed to, like, a lot of people don't realize that like you're not supposed to go just go in, do the main mission and leave. You're supposed to go in Probably do the main mission and then, then sort clean of it up. split up mm-hmm. and all go do the random shit around the map, which mostly is doable by a single player. Yeah, and then everybody like re rejoins. Now the problem with that is sometimes somebody just goes over, activates the extract, and you got a minute and a half to get there before they leave yeah, you on the yeah. planet. So it's not ideal, but yeah. that is ideal because you have you have a very strict time limit. On it, thirty minutes. Thirty I think. minutes usually, yeah. and each mission usually lasts about thirty minutes. It's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if you go off the beaten, if you try to do side stuff, you're gonna find yourself all of a sudden doing. And there's thing, there are some things like there's one time I found a giant artillery cannon that you had to go find shells for. Mm-hmm. But after you do that, it randomly shells the enemies you're fighting everywhere on the, else on the map, which is kind of cool. But, but also then you, shell but, you. Yeah, we'll also kill you <laughs> if you're not careful. But I can't tell you many times I'm just running along and I just die. Because it didn't happen some, too much. Somebody to me, tossed right? a grenade, or what? The artillery shot mm-hmm. me, or there's like a, a turret from the enemy has that I didn't see that just shot me. Your, like, team, your teammates are definitely a threat yeah. in the same way the enemies are. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. That's Hellblade. Some people will probably like that. Hell divers too. I almost said Hellblade too. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let's hope Hellblade two is a little better than this. I hope but. to God. <laughs> oh man, what a disappointment that would be. Okay. Next up, we have a game that Matt played, and unfortunately, I did not have time to play. I tried to play it yesterday and it, it had done. ended it, over, yeah. it ended on sunday it ended in a real early place it like, was really yeah. dumb for them to end it on super bowl sunday yeah. when everybody's doing something else like right at that evening too yeah. it was like oh like most as people soon as the game ended their, they ended yeah. the beta and that game is skull and bones we've we've been talking about this since it did launch i think well no i think 2017 it was announced it's been in development since 2013 has it <laughs> So it is a spinoff of Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag it's a, ish. It's it was a cash in, <laughs> and I will say that is pretty much exactly what it is. It is the pirate part of Black Flag with limited ammo and more upgrade, like, you know, a lot more upgrades and things to do with the ship. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what it is. Like, it looks like... So I'd watch I watched the B-roll, no, but I didn't play it. no idea what took 10 years. Really? None whatsoever. Really? And I talked to some of my ex-UB people. They have 
no idea what took 10 like really? no one knows why this took so long there have been theories that they might have started over a couple times um that they did maybe had one of the leads was uh, one of the guys who was removed for being a sex alleged sex pest oh, right uh, that probably didn't help uh, recruiting people to work on the team for a while um but yeah this is this is the assassin's creed boat stuff the game yeah um it, it does have I so I just I didn't play it, but I did watch a lot of B roll getting this footage together for the show today. And one thing that I would say is like it does seem like an Assassin's Creed game, like the structure of it. Because it's like you go, you land on an island, you go, you mm-hmm. talk to somebody, they give you a mission, you run back to your ship, you hop in your ship, you run off, you do your mission, you come back, talk to the person, they give you your reward. Mm-hmm. Well here actually here's the better comparison is World of Warcraft. Okay. It's an MMO. Oh, interesting. Like it, it's you go because there's no on foot gameplay. Yeah, you, like, you just if, run around the island. You run around bases, like you run around like settlements, like towns or your home base. Mm-hmm. That's it. You can't even walk around a ship, which is weird. That is. Um, weird. I would like to be able to look at my ship a little yeah, bit. Yeah, what the hell? Um, but like, if you go to an island where you need to get resources or whatever, you don't get off the ship. You press the Y button on my. I'm using an Xbox controller on the PC, but you hit the Y button and you play a little mini game, a little timing based mini game, and you get the stuff. And that you never get off the boat. That's it. There's there's like a there's like places you can like trading hubs you can get off and walk around and you can you can find hidden things and pick up stuff. But there's no combat. You don't have a sword. There's no you don't have a gun. There's no bo- when you board the ship you don't fight each other. It just like boards them and you win. You also don't really board the ship, right? There's like a no, po- you, there's just a post that you hit the button next to and like then you get a menu. No, you, yeah, you you just you just go to a menu and you can manage the ship and set sail and it pops you out. Yeah, you don't like thing. get in the water and swim to no, the boat. None of it's seamless at all. Yeah, no, you can't. You, your character can't do any of the Assassin's Creed stuff. Yeah, um, your character also doesn't talk ever. Uh, you get little meaningless dialogue choices. Uh-huh. So you can either you can kind of play the character through the dialogue choices as either a bloodthirsty pirate person or a greedy merchant. That's that's your option, and, that's, <laughs> and those are basically the two ways you can play the game. You can play it like make a lot of money through like smuggling and trading, or you can play it as a murder everybody and take their shit pirate. That's, yeah, those are your two options. Uh, there aren't I, neither one really seems to be better. Um, obviously, one is a little more exciting. Yeah, uh, but you're gonna have to kill people to get stuff, even if you're playing as a merchant, one way or the other. Um, but uh, yeah, you don't talk at all. You have no personality whatsoever. That um, sucks. You're just talking to. Uh, so how do you portray that you're this greedy, cutthroat pirate? Like you don't. I mean, you, <laughs> I mean, you you get dialogue options, and yeah. you, you pick the one that either you know the, the, the good the, guy or the bad guy one. The guy who's like you know. I mean, they're both bad. Yeah. But, but like, you're still stealing stuff from people. You're just not killing them when you take it. <laughs> if you're the, um, but there's like, or you're finding it, or like tra- you know, robbing it from people, or that kind of thing. Um, but like no, you, there's like the main pirate guy who's sort of your your main first contact in the pirate smuggler hideout who like is just like he's like I'm working I got the idiots working for me and it's, it's like and you're <laughs> That's and pretty you're, good and you're sort of like oh well you gotta he's like he's like it's like this doesn't work and da, da, da. and like your your options might be like like I'll kill them all and take the booty and then we'll be back on top or like if I can make some shrewd deals like we'll get more money and we won't need to work with those guys anymore and like whichever one you pick the guy will be like like I like I like your ambition Kelly you know it's like and like they, so you know what i mean yeah, it's, yeah. It's like you're playing yeah. like you can play the character a certain way in the unvoiced dialogue choices but does it change what happens absolutely not uh, you, it doesn't even lock you into one way or another of approaching you can just a mission keep going back the missions forth. are all the same no matter what like, uh, the, the quests are all going to be like do, go do this and you know it's not, it's not like you get an option of like 
sneaking onto the ship and stealing the cargo or blowing the ship up and taking the cargo. You blow the ship up and take the cargo. That's it. Like, uh, okay. Unless it's very specifically a mission where you have to go sneak on the ship, in which case... There is like, boarding in this, right? No. Oh, there, uh, there, so like, isn't it just a cutscene or something? No, well, so when you get the life the life of a ship down far enough uh, when you're aiming with the side guns it will bring up a thing to hit a button to do I think it's the right the right bumper or something uh, to, to crew it says crew boarding and they'll they'll throw out a bunch of grappling hooks and mm -hmm. if you're close enough and at least two of them hook they'll pull the ship in you get a quick cutscene of them pulling the ship to you and you win okay. that's it there's, but you don't actually board and do anything. No, there is no boarding and there's no sword. <laughs> like you don't. It's not like Assassin's Creed where you jump on board and fight everybody. And how is it. this like not as robust as it was in Assassin's Creed? Well, this the, is a whole game dedicated. Well, to that's it. the thing is it is more robust in terms of the ship stuff. Okay. In terms of like upgrading the ship and customizing the ship and having the trade stuff work and going to all these different ports and sailing the and the map is gigantic. It looked like it. Yeah. Um, it does, however, use leveled area so you'll go into an area and you're like these ships are too high level for you to fight it's like an mmo it's like mm -hmm. going into the barons when yeah. you're too, too low level or like yeah. a from software game yeah um well from you stand a chance and this just seems to be a lot more <laughs> numerically based oh, God, yeah. you know like that you can't really dodge a cannonball yeah um it's gonna hit you yeah uh you do take you can take a fair amount of damage and you can carry tons of repair kits so you can you know i've fought things that were above my level and come out of it okay but if i thought maybe two things were above my level i would have died really quick mm -hmm. um ramming isn't really much of a thing at least not so far I, maybe you can upgrade that later but i haven't run into it um so you know you're recruiting one, crew though right no oh you don't because i thought i saw in one of the early this one right here you don't recruit these guys to be on your crew no that's story driven they're just right there oh and actually the that guy he, that was a girl in mine the guy on the, the right, guy, or the, the left. guy on the left was a, was a was a like a, a, a Latino girl, a Latina woman. Interesting. Um, the guy's the same, but he, yeah, that was a totally different person. And the people on the ship were different every time I got on the ship. Like what? my like that guy, the guy on the right, and the the girl who was with me, who's like my right hand person. They're the same, but like every time you change the look of the crew, you get kind of a different makeup of the crew. Right now, I'm like it's like a mix of like women and men which is actually cool because they will when they sing um the sea shanties when we're sailing around it's a mix of women and male voices men and, oh. men and women's voices which i've never heard in these before. Yeah, yeah also a lot of this the sailing songs are in other languages which is really? pretty cool that's cool um so they've expanded the sea shanties tremendously did you see how many studios worked on this game yes. in the open almost <laughs> like all of 10. them yeah like <laughs> And only one of them whose work I actually enjoy. Ten studios um, over ten years. It's like, what? Like So like yeah, so like this thing where you get like, this disembark thing, this is purely the tutorial. Like you don't you can't get off on a beach anywhere. Like you don't, I've never even seen this guy before. Again. Really? Like, no, no, like the guy you talk to here is like a dick from your old crew. Like I've never even seen him again. Maybe wow. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Or because I only I think I got to level six, on the, but, I, but the level of, of the ship is just based on your upgrades. So uh -huh. like you have to find resources, craft them, upgrade the ship, find resources, build a new ship. There's a, I have like blueprints for like three different ships. One of the one of the big things is buying and finding blueprints that let you build better things. Ah, uh, okay. Um, you know that like you have to craft everything, and that you have to craft uh the armor. You have to craft all the different guns and then equip the guns to each side in the front of the ship. You have to craft the ammo. You have to craft... Like, there's limited ammo even on the basic cannons on the side. I mean, I was... I'm carrying 300 rounds, so it's not Jeez. like I'm going to run out. Yeah. Um, the, the cargo space is actually very uh, uh, generous um, until you start really, you know, doing a lot of resource gathering out in the world. Um, but, like, it's... The beginning is very slow. It's very... 
by the it's it's you're just okay go do this go find three you know, that's what's happening right now find three firearms and three opulent rums which isn't even what i had to find i had to find two different kinds of items that's kind of cool um, there's still the same thing it was still did going. you start to fight the shark I didn't realize you could throw spears, so no, I just got hit oh. by the shark a bunch while I was doing that, and then I went back to the beach. So That's funny. I didn't realize that was a thing. A thing, yeah. Um, you do have to get back on this little boat sometimes to do, like, harpoon missions, to go hunt animals and bring uh. back the skins and turn that. Then you can refine. There's a refiner. You refine everything you find into a better thing that you can then use to craft into an... It's a crafting game. It's very much a crafting game uh, at its heart. I did kind of see that um, later on. Yeah. And so you're this guy, and you got to bring that back, and then he betrays you. So you have to go to this to St. Anne's or whatever. It is a fictional area. Like, it all feels like maybe it's off the Caribbean, but it's also sort of off the coast of Africa, but it's also sort of off the coast of the coast of Brazil, but it's also sort of over here. It's like, <laughs> it's like a weird mishmash of everywhere. There's also a sections that kind of feel like maybe they're in China. Like, it's a mishmash of everywhere there was piracy in the 1800s. <laughs> kind of all, it's like a pirate's world for me kind of thing. <laughs> it's a pretty game. It is very pretty. I, I So here's the thing. It's that's That part's slow. There's not much to do but shoot things and pick things up. Um, all the on-foot stuff is just... This Super is fluid, you, run, you run around and interact with people, sell and trade, uh, pick up quests. There's tons of side quests to go do and weird things like that. Um, it's, it's kind of not very good. Yeah. I, I I'm kind of getting I that love vibe. <laughs> but you love I it. I love it. Oh, dude. It is the worst game I've loved in a long time. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. As you started talking about it, I knew you're gonna say this. Yeah, I could because I know you, and I. It's the 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 it's the the crafting is tedious. The collecting stuff is tedious. The combat is everything you've already done before. It's still fun. Yeah. Like it, it's fun, but but even then, like one of the things I liked about Rogue was it upgraded to the little puckle guns. You know, it's so like you fire off the broadside, and they can use the little guns yeah, to yeah. like aim at the weak spots and blow. It. Those yeah. are not aren't in this. Oh. At least not so far. Uh, and like so, it's a little. It's it's not simplified, but it is a little. It feels like you've done it before because this is ten year old gameplay in that yeah. regard. Although I may have forgotten a lot of it. Yeah, right you now. probably have forgotten. <laughs> um, and like the the <coughs> the on foot stuff is dumb. Uh, this is the all all the harvesting stuff is this that that little mini that game, little mini where, game. Where you stop it on the green and you can you don't even go in the shipwrecks you just get loot from the this is only in the tutorial so far so like you see a shipwreck you pull up and you do the little mini game and you just get the cargo on it and the you stuff. just move on like really? no you don't even get off the ship wow but every, and I and like on foot stuff is boring the cutscenes are boring the characters are complete nothings like I don't care about anything anyone said this is the main guy who's your quest giver at the big contact the, the, yeah he is incredibly tedious like just you just want him to stop talking ever just give me the fucking mission <laughs> let me go but as soon as i get out on the ocean love it yeah like i just sail around and pick stuff up and look at things and blow things up and explore over here and like see what this is and no oh, i can go over here. and like i love it it's but more like sea of thieves than i thought actually a little bit except with absolutely no cooperation whatsoever yeah i mean there is cooperation between ships like you can, if you're in trouble, you can call for help, and it'll send out like a, a in the whole zone. It'll call everyone, and you can go over and help somebody, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's it's there is like a weird because there's people running around everywhere, there's ships run sailing around everywhere, and of course early on you all the same ship with the same logo and the same color because that's all anybody has unlocked, so it's just all the same ship flying around. But like you can hurt each other if you run into each other, and you can shoot each other. And it's funny that like one of the ways you, one of the way the way you greet each other in this game as players, if you're just sort of going about your PVE existence, seems to be as you pass each other, you just shoot each other once. 
<laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> like that's Not the, enough to harm anything. Yeah, that's the equivalent of a wave. Like as you pass, it's like how the truckers wave on the freeway. Right. Like, that's how you do that, and it's just shoot one bullet at somebody. Like there that's, you go. That's Yar. funny. Um, oh man. So that kind of thing. You know, there are emotes on the foot, but like, who gives a shit? Because the only time you see people are in like the trading sections, right. and nobody's doing it. Everyone's just running back and forth. There. Yeah. Um. And you're trying to build up your infamy, which is sort of like points you get for doing various things. That's re- Your level of the ship is sort of what determines what you can survive. Infamy is what determines what gets unlocked, what you can craft, what blueprints you're allowed to buy, what people will sell you in shops, etc. Um, so that's sort of what you're doing quests for, to so get infamy and resources. So you're just um, trying to build your renown, basically. Yeah, and what is the overall goal of the game? To be a pirate. That's it. That's, I mean, to be the best, best darn pirate... <laughs> You, I mean, that's literally, it's like literally Arr. the Pokemon thing. It's Arr. like, I'm going to be the best, <laughs> best, the best Poke- pirate man, mon master, and win the pirate championship or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, that's all. You know, I mean, right, that's the point. Right there. The, all, get the upgrades. Get the all the that pickaxes. Track. That's it. And you'll see the last one there is blocked out by the, uh, that's your infamy blocking you out from that last one because you're yeah. not high enough in infamy yet. Yeah. Um, that's it. To like go gather more materials to craft a better ship, so you can go to a new zone and get better materials to craft the next ship and the next pickaxe and the next gun level. And that's you know, you know. And there's tons of like, there's like three different fucking currency types. There's the gold you get in the game. There's like an extra kind of currency you can buy. And there's some there's clothing and options for that that you can only buy with that. And clothes you can only buy with the in-game like gold you earn from the gameplay. And there's stuff you can only buy with the you know Ubisoft currency or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very naked in how you know how much that is uh, in present in the game. Yeah, the coolest stuff is locked behind. You know, pay for pay for stuff. It's not no, like that's not like you know the coolest outfits. This tend to be you know the blue currency, not the not right. the regular currency. Yeah. Um, we Shocker. Yeah, and here you're harvesting wood, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the shore and you just chop yep. down the trees. This little, and... little, little <laughs> saw goes across and you hit it in the green. You get extra extra ones. Yeah. So you get all your acacia. And then next time you go out and sail, those trees will be back. Oh, really? They'll come back? They come back pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that you, you're enjoying this, Matt. I am. I don't. I can't really tell you why. Um, <laughs> I can. Like, this is a in your wheelhouse. Like, this is the type of games that you enjoy. I mean... I, when you started talking about it, it should, I knew where this discussion right, was going to go. But it should, like, I, pl- I keep playing it, and I'm just like, I should Why? be bored. <laughs> like, this should be boring to me. It's it, a pirate's life for I you. Yes, but it's a, but pirate's life, I mean, it's true in reality. Yeah, pirate's life was mostly just staring while you sailed. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Was, it wasn't very interesting yeah, most of the time. most of the time it wasn't. Yeah. And, like, the, the, the way you sail in this, by the way, is the same as, pretty much the same as uh, the Assassin's Creed ones. Can you, you have like the three levels of your yeah. sails so or you whatever? Do, you have two level. You get two levels for free, and then the third level in this one has a stamina meter because oh. the idea is that everybody's got the the sails all extra rigged and everybody's like holding oh, on to right, them, right. so they can only do that for so long. Okay. And uh, when that stamina runs down, you you have to pull off that third sail, that third gear, mm-hmm. or um, and then that will regenerate. Regenerates pretty fast. It's actually. basically a sprint. Yeah, it's yeah. a sprint. But if you don't, you still go a little faster, just like between middle and high. Okay. And of course, the wind matters. Uh, if you're if you're against the wind, you'll be going like four knots, and you won't get anywhere. So you want to do the sprint because that gets you extra speed no matter what. Especially if you have certain items that boost that. Um, but there's some cool, you know, like when I was playing the other Saturday, um, 
a storm, a thunderstorm rolled in from off, like off where the main pirate base was, and you could see it rolling moving, in, moving like with a light and all that. That's and I was cool. like doing stuff over on this side, and it was coming around, and it's just like and the and the the the, the, the crewmate crew, the crewmen were like like storms coming in, Captain. Like, uh, like, like and I'm like I know I see it, <laughs> and then eventually like it moved in and like it was on top of us, and like and wow. I was like I got to get back to the base. But, That's kind of cool. And it looked you know I mean the Assassin's Creed did that too, but mm-hmm. it's like. You know, there's the animals around. There's hippo. I mean, hippos and crocodiles and that's sharks, obviously. Sharks, whales. Um, or I think there's whales. I haven't seen any whales. I'm sure there will be. You would think so. Yeah. Um, you can tell what game animals are in the game because you can look at what the refiner will refine. Oh, right. And so, like, <laughs> whale I, blubber. I know you can make hippo hide <laughs> leather. Right. Um, that that whale leather. blubber in there. So, and you and you can go. There's like there's like side missions that are like go. Everybody's got side missions to deliver this or explore that or have, find that. And there's like bounty boards where go kill this level ship for this or go de- deliver this cargo to this place and a lot of times you have to go get the cargo so I got first thing I got I think was like deliver five shark leather to uh, this one place to but make to a do purse. it <laughs> but it'll tell you you had to get um, you had to use the tiny boat for that so I had to switch back to the small boat which means you got to switch all your cargo to the warehouse and then like take the boat out find sharks kill the sharks get the skins hope they give you the skins come back Take the skins to the refiner, refine the skins into the shark skins, switch to the big boat, because you got to go a long way to get to the place that, they, that wants the shark skins. Um, switch the big boat, reload all, the, reload all the cargo out of the warehouse because it couldn't fit on the small boat, yeah. and then go back out and then sail to the place and then give them that. And oh, good, 400 infamy. That like, seems a little tedious. That is, yeah. But I mean, ideally, you you have you can have like... 10 quests happening at once so hopefully you can kind of balance it out it's like i have five things i can go do at this one location mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna go do it and then go turn it all in at once and that feels good okay but like i think you are going to find this extremely tedious that's like you're going to be like what is what am i working towards here mm-hmm. because there is like i said it's pure so far at least it's purely just I want to be the Pokemon master. Yeah. Like, there's no story behind I mean, behind that's that. enough for me to play Pokemon. I guess, but, like, <laughs> you're not collecting a lot of swabs that's in this. True, you know, yeah. Like, it's, it's not like you're running around throwing Pokeballs at pirates and being like, come on, you're in my crew now. That might make it better. <laughs> it's an idea for the expansion. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll be talking about this game again, I think, next week. Does it come out next week? I think it does. I know Ubisoft contacted 18th, me about yeah, review code, so it, I should be getting it soon. Yes, yeah, it comes out on the 18th, and I think the maximum edition is like three days early or something. Yeah, so, so we'll probably be talking about this uh, even more in depth on next week's episode. We want to give you a little bit of taste because Matt got a chance to play the beta. Um, actually, let's check with you guys. But I really don't understand why this took a decade to make. It doesn't make any sense at all. It really doesn't. To the, to the degree that the quests and stuff are literally MMO 2004 level shit. Yeah. Um, Vincent and Link So Good says it comes out on Friday. Yeah. yeah. So we'll definitely have it in next week's show. Um, quadruple A. There we go. Quadruple A game. Banishers we'll be talking about. Yeah, I, I mentioned that quote to some of my UB friends, and they're like, oh my god, they said it publicly. No. Apparently quadruple A is an internal UB thing. It's, oh. like, a, it's like a running gag of like, oh, we're making quadruple <laughs> A game. Like, it's like, and they're like, oh yeah. my god, they said it, like... Like, a, like, it's a thing. Like yeah. it's a, so That's right. That people are that. making mention of that. Um, no um, no Banisher's impressions today. I was supposed to get review code for that as well, and they screwed up with the... And you may have realized there aren't that many reviews of that game out because mm-hmm. they screwed up distributing the review codes. Yeah, that went live yesterday, but I didn't 
end up playing it because I figured we weren't yeah. going to get I, to that. I was like, wait a minute. Like, only IGN and GameSpot publish reviews, and they always are the first or whatever, and I'm, I totally get that. But I, ca- I had, like, requested mm-hmm. the code, and I contacted them. I'm like, bro, like, where's the code? There's reviews up. They're like, oh, dude, we yeah. totally messed it's up. Not, <laughs> it's not looking oh, The reviews so far are not looking great for the fantasy ch- pick. For Banishers? Yeah. What's its Metacritic? It's seven. Ah, where'd you pick that? Like fourth or fifth. Oh, and like my alt- at the time that makes sense. Yeah, though. but like, also my alt- first alternate Hell Divers now it's got like an eighty six. It has an eighty six. Hell Divers has an eighty six. Yeah. Oh, dude, then you hit the jackpot <laughs> if it stays at that, man. You, oh, you got it hooked up. Um, so anyway, we'll be talking more Skull and Bones next week after I get a chance to play it. I tried this week, but unfortunately, I could not make it happen. And it's time to move on to the last topic of this week's episode. Before we do that. Here's a word from our sponsor, New York Sneaker Society. What's up everyone, Shane here, and one thing you may not realize about me. What's up everyone, Shane here, and one thing you may not realize about me is that I am a total sneakerhead. That's right, I've been collecting Nike sneakers since the early 90s. My favorites are Air Max 95 and Air Max 97. Now, one thing that's different about me from your typical sneakerhead is that I actually wear the sneakers. And because of that, they can get dirty. And that is where New York Sneaker Society comes in. Using their advanced shoe cleaning products, I turned an old pair of Nikes that looked like this into this. With their cleaning products, your sneaker life can go from a year to five or more. I know that I have shoes that are like 30 years old that I still wear because I've cleaned them. You can also lower your carbon footprint, haha, by keeping your kicks looking fresh. For my daily drivers, I also appreciate New York Sneaker Society's Refresh Spray to keep them smelling great and staying crisp. Head to nysneakersociety.co slash sifted to clean your shoes like a pro at home and get 10% off your order. That's right, that's nysneakersociety.co slash sifted for 10% off. That's right, people. Go to nysneakersociety.co slash sifted. Get yourself a cleaning kit. Um, I'll say this. Seeing it in 1080p, you can actually see the difference in the shoes that I worked yeah. on. <laughs> so for some reason last week, I couldn't see it. You absolutely, and I'm sure on the stream, you guys can see too, the drastic difference it made. Um, don't buy a new pair of shoes. You will be shocked at what you can do with that cleaning kit. Like You can take an old pair of shoes that you've had for like 10 or 11 years that look like they're done. And with those cleaning materials, literally, it, it, I think it took me five or six minutes to clean those shoes. They looked almost brand new again. So you save be- yourself money. Save yourself the carbon footprint, pun intended, and go to nysneakersociety.co slash sifted and get yourself some sneaker cleaning stuff. For me, it's the soles that wear out. Oh, really? Like, I've got some my shoes I wear most right now are these brown ones, and the soles are basically flat now. Oh, I'm really? Like, like I'm, I, I walked out with them when it was wet from, like, last and I was like, oh, no, I, I can't actually, <laughs> I'm going to, like, slide out, fall over. So, now, yeah. do you, um... Do you get shoes that are worn like differently on one side or the other, or do you walk pretty evenly? I think I walk pretty evenly, but I just I've had those shoes for like eight years, and they're they're just like Macy's, whatever. Like, and they're they're the bottom. Like, you can tell from where how tall the heel is, and then like you look at the main part where I walk, and it's like it's probably about like this far from being a hole (laughs) in the the thing. You know, I'm about to wear through them. Well, I've noticed that resoling a shoe is just not worth it unless you're talking about like a custom made, like something you get from a real shoemaker in like city of london or something yeah like american shoes are not worth that well ever since i had my acl reconstructed 
one the shoe on my right foot wears mm. differently than the shoe mm-hmm. on my left foot. Like if I, if you look at the back, the one corner is a little bit more worn off than they are on the other shoe, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wearing out the sole, not much you can do about no, that. You can't clean that. You can't clean better, that or yeah. fix that. But if you have shoes that are just dirty, maybe a little bit beat up, you will be shocked at the mm. difference you can make. Also, I imagine like sneakers are going to get dirty more than worn. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you sometimes know, you're out exercising in there extra, or whatever. Yeah, you're going to be playing something. You know, certainly like if you're out on the baseball field. Or running in grass. Like, yeah. you don't wear out the bottoms. They just get grass-stained and dirty. Yeah. Or if you're just walking around L.A. last week because yeah. it was just mud everywhere. That's true. Yeah. So as you know, as part of this sponsorship, every week we pick one game that is rising up the most anticipated list. And generally what we do is we try to pick a game that either you guys have been talking about a lot over the last week or there's new media that has been released that, got, that piqued our interest. And this week's winner, you maybe could have guessed it, is Stellar Blade. We... Um, <laughs> We've talked about this a good bit the last couple weeks on Game Face. We just mentioned earlier in the show about how it, it was rated by the Korean ratings board as an AO, adults only, for both sex and violence. As I said, from the state of play, this is the second most commented game from that state of play, which is crazy when you think about all the Kojima stuff that was in there. But this game is really resonating. Kojima ain't actually that popular. Yeah, it kind of seems that way, actually. Um, but this game, for whatever reason, has really piqued your interest. Uh, we can mm-hmm. look at the data as far as views around each game on the site. And you guys have been congregating to Stellar Blade. It has definitely moved up big time, not just over the last week, but over the last couple weeks. It's the number two most pre-ordered game on PlayStation 5 right now. Really? Behind, well, then we behind picked... only the deluxe version of the show. Oh, well then we picked the, the right one for there this week. Some, there were some people angry that it was out selling uh, Final Fantasy VII. No. Oh. And I would argue that there's a little bit of the Helldivers 2 stuff going on here where this is a PlayStation exclusive and people are shading their opinions a little bit in that direction, but that doesn't matter. That, when we're Some talking that, about... But I think, it's, I think it's more, you know, her character is her ass. And, <laughs> um, and the, the character, the, you know, the, the development director, I think it was, came out and said, oh, we focused a lot on the back of the character because we know that's what you're looking oh, at Oh, he did say that. That's right. Yeah. And, like, all the, all the weirdos who... You know, don't realize that porn is free on the internet. Are, are like, oh yeah, that's that's what games need to be because hot women aren't allowed to be in video games anymore. Okay. And this is like, okay, weirdo. Yeah. Um. And you know, there aren't really any other character action games on the docket. No, for you're right. Anything. This right is kind of one of the only ones. You're the right. Only game in town. It's just too bad. It looks like every other game of that type to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is this is your thing. I mean, how how where else are you gonna get save points? <laughs> And the ability to rest. In this day and age. <laughs> but anyway, this is our pick for the Sneaker Game of the Week, the game that has risen up the ranks more than any other over the last seven days. And we'll be back next week to crown the next champ. And again, go to nysneakersociety.co slash sifted and try to use that URL if you can and pick yourself up a shoe cleaning kit. And with that, it's time to get to our last topic of Game Face 376. And as we always, we keep a smaller game usually in our pocket for this. And generally, that's in case we have to cut it hmm. <laughs> if we're running out of time. But it looks like we have plenty of time to get through everything we need to today. So we're going to discuss this final game. And you guys may have actually been playing it because it's also free right now on PlayStation Plus if you're a subscriber. And that is Foam Stars. This is Square Enix's... They're trying... Square Enix, by the way keep saying over and over again we this is not a splatoon club we did not we didn't take anything from splatoon when we uh-huh. yeah <laughs> okay buddy the skull and bones people have never heard of black flag come on <laughs> yeah. 
Let me let me just say, by the way, that um, this Hell Divers, uh, what Starship Troopers? Never heard of it. <laughs> exactly. Let me just say that when I played this game, it became even more apparent that they had completely ripped off Splatoon for this game. Um, this is a PlayStation exclusive. It's available for both PS5 and PS4. We actually covered a lot of PS exclusives today. For whatever reason, it's worked out because that way. Because it's the only thing coming out. Yeah. Um, and again, if you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you can download this completely free. Now, that's not going to last. Eventually, I think they're going to try to sell this thing for like 30 bucks. Yeah, well, certainly on, on, it's on other platforms. It's not like PC, right? No, huh? Right no, now, it's no, only no. PlayStation. No. Eventually, I think it will. Maybe not. Because this game... And they're basically trying to Rocket League it. Pretty much, yeah. This game is awful. Hmm. It's worse than Helldivers 2 by a significant measure. Wow. It is one of the worst games I have played in a really long time. It is a third-person competitive, or third-person cooperative and competitive shooter. Um, and the objective of the game is to, is basically like Team Deathmatch for the most part. There's really only one mode. And it starts out as Team Deathmatch, where you're trying to kill, just kill the other team. And then eventually a VIP emerges. So it's like a cross between Team Deathmatch and VIP. And you have to kill the VIP to finish the match, basically. Um, there's a single player in this. The single player in this is basically just a training mission where it's a, it's a horde mode. And the worst, most generic, stupid horde mode I have ever played. So the single player in this is a wash. Like Helldivers, there's really no plot to this at all. There's a setup. You're basically in this fake version of Las Vegas. And you're bas you basically are living like New Year's Eve is every day. Like, like Vegas isn't year-round, pretty much. Um, and so that's the setup. But then there's really, like, there's not a whole lot of story as to why you guys are fighting each other with foam. Because it's just absurd, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. So what so you're there's no Splatoon thing where you're trying to cover more area? Than... So there, it, there is, the strategy of the game is like that. What you're seeing right now is, like, the little overworld you hang around in before you go on your missions. Yeah, to be clear, I did not play this because yeah. I wasn't even giving this that much hard drive space. Yep. Forget it. Matt didn't play it at all, and I don't blame him at all. He made the right call. But in this little area... I did add it to my account, though, because, ha, I'm paying for PlayStation <laughs> Plus, I'm going to get it. Might as well get your rewards, yeah. So this little area, it's like every other game of this type. You, there are stores where you can go to where you can buy new weapons or upgrade your weapons or you can buy new cosmetics or get new cosmetics. Um, so as far as that's concerned, it's pretty much a typical like game as a service in that way. Um, and you can choose to go to locations in this little overworld area to start either the multiplayer or the single player, or you can just hit start. <laughs> it's like, I do wonder why they create these little areas when they can just be solved with a menu. That seems yeah, to happen no. like the all only the time, time I find that like valuable in it was in Street Fighter Six. Yeah, yeah, it works there because yeah. it's replicating the arcade replicating environment. The arcade environment, like for yeah. this, is just like why are you wasting my time between like I don't need like. Yep. I'm this not has... going to give Call of Duty credit too often, but they at least know all you need is a menu and a countdown. It's true. Yeah. And they didn't get that with this game. They didn't get the memo for sure. The There is some voice acting and there is a script in it. It is abysmal. It is embarrassingly bad. Like blatantly written by their Japanese studio to be read by you as voice actors. It's awkward mm. and bad. Um, so the single player in this is completely a, mosh, a wash. It is all about... Uh, wash. <laughs> Freudian slip. It is all about the four versus four multiplayer. And so basically how the game works is, and you can see there's your different characters. And each one of these characters has a different gun. And I will say this, those guns are all completely different. They all fire completely different. They have different firing patterns. They have different ranges. 
And it takes a while to figure out like what each one does and how to effectively use each one of those guns. But the problem with it is, and this is just single player that we're seeing here. Once you get to the multiplayer, and you'll see it in the B-roll, the problem is, is that it just becomes complete and utter chaos. So Matt, you're asking me, is it like Splatoon where you can control territory by what you spray? Yes, absolutely. So how it works is the whole premise of the game is you shoot the enemy with your foam gun enough so that they become consumed by foam. And at that point, they're basically incapacitated. And when you, that happens, what you want to do is squeeze R2, L2, jump on your surfboard, and then hit them with the surfboard to finish them off. That's how you kill them. Although in this game, they don't call them kills. They call them chills. Mm. So you, you bound them up with the foam so they can't move anymore and they're stuck. And then you come up and you basically surf on them to finish them off. Now, here's the thing. While you are bound up, say the enemy has sprayed you with foam and you're incapacitated and covered with foam, your teammate can also come up and surf on you and knock the foam off of you and keep you alive. Mm. And then they have to hit you with FOMO. FOMO. You need MOFO. Yeah. <laughs> MOFO. <laughs> um, and so what? here's the thing. That sounds maybe cool and kind of an interesting like little twist to how the game plays. It sounds like I would just want you to die well, after the, a while. Well, the problem is, <laughs> is that it just becomes a surfing fest. Because everybody's just trying to... If, if somebody's balled up in foam, everybody's just spamming that L2. Trying to get the surfboard to either save you or knock you out. And... Again, back to your point about how does the territorial stuff work like it does in Splatoon. So when you spray the foam down, it does slow down the enemy. So they can't surf or run on your foam as fast as they can run and surf on their foam. Like the match starts, and you guys have already seen enough of this single player to know to get it. It's just a really lame horde mode. Um, but once you get to the multiplayer, like when it starts out, you start up on a hill and you all are on your surfboards. You surf down and then you launch into the battlefield. It makes a great first impression. You're like, oh, wow. Like you just shoot down and shoot and you jump and you're like, yeah, I'm surfing. And like, and then the battle starts. And then you realize that you move like molasses, even if there isn't the other colored foam down. So the match starts. People just start launching their foam into the air. And eventually the whole map is covered by foam. Now, one thing that this game does is Splatoon doesn't do is that the foam can basically congregate and become big piles and big mountains of the foam. Whereas in Splatoon, it's just flat. You've covered it with a color and that's it. This actually changes the terrain and like morphs and based upon the foam. Sounds cool. Technology, kind of cool. In the game, it's a nightmare because what happens is if there's a big mound of foam in front of you, they show you the silhouettes of the players behind the foam and so the foam can be like waves. It could be a big hill and then down and then back up again. And like, if you're trying to figure out where the enemy is, you're looking through two different mounds that have enemies on the other side of both mounds. So you can't tell which one's the closer enemy. It just becomes complete noise as far as like visual, visually, just visual noise. And it just, you, so you, what happens is you just start spamming your foam gun and then you start spamming your surfboard, trying to finish off enemies. And it just becomes, here, you can start seeing it. It just becomes a button mashing fest where you can't make heads or tails of anything that's going on. Like, I never saw, other than in the replays, I never saw anyone kill me. I never knew who killed me. I never knew who shot me, where the phone came from. None of it. Because you just can't tell. It just becomes complete and utter 
chaos. And then sometimes if you get stuck in their colored foam, then you can't move and you're stuck in place. And then somebody like lights you up and you turn into, you get incapacitated. And then all of a sudden, both your teammates and the enemy are trying to surf on you to break the foam off, to either kill you or save your life. It's, it's one of those things where if you describe it, people will be like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. That might be actually actual fun. And then you play it and you're like, this is the worst thing ever. Like, I can totally understand why they decided to sign a deal for this game with PlayStation Plus. Because, I mean, I think there's like one review on the internet for it at this point. Oh, no, there's a full Metacritic now. Oh, there is? Yeah, it's at like 58 or something. That's high. That's way too high. That shows you that they do not treat the whole scale. They do not use the whole scale when they review games. I mean, a five... Uh, that was one of back in the X Play days. That was our justification for the five point scale. Was like, think for the people who complain about it not being ten. We're like, think about it as the top end mm-hmm. of the ten point scale. Yeah. Like once you get below a six, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. A one is just anything from like a one to a six. No, you're right. Yeah. Scale, you know. Beyond that, you shouldn't want to play it. No, you're so right. So why, why does it matter how bad it is? Yeah, you know? it's true. Unless you're doing a fantasy league. Right, which, yeah. <laughs> and then like, it matters. Then but... it matters, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, okay, once you're, once you're below a th- certain threshold, it's just sort of, you know, it's just sort of trivia at that point. I could never figure out how to get good at this game. I couldn't. I was like, what do I need to do to succeed? Like, I won that match. I didn't do anything <laughs> to help it win. Like... I struggled to figure out what the strategy is in this to become good at the game and help your team win. Um, is this theming like interesting to the kids? Did they, like the whole, whole like exclusive? I guess it's like yeah, because you know influencer. Gen Z spends a lot of time in Vegas, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. You can see how the game starts. You're like, oh, this seems fun, and like then you start playing. Like, there's just elements of this where I'm just like, can I see the folk, the marketing focus group documents yeah. on this? Like, because I don't understand why this exists. I don't either. I don't, I've, I've no said idea. that since the very beginning. They first when they first showed this thing, where I was like, "What are you? What are you? What are you doing?" I think a lot of people might have said that about Splatoon as well. But you play like one match of Splatoon, you're like, "Oh, I get it now," because the the territory control in that is effective and clearly like mm-hmm. displayed. In this, everything just mashes together and it just becomes madness. Well, at no point also in Splatoon do you become completely helpless, right? Like in- incapacitated, you're just sort yeah. of bouncing around, waiting to get to play again. Yeah. I mean, also in Splatoon, you have the ability to go underground, and that completely changes traversal mm-hmm. and your ability to surprise the end. I mean, Splatoon, I mean, I think what it, this game does more than anything is show you how awesome Splatoon is. Because it's the same concept, executed horribly, basically. Mm-hmm. With a different kind of tech, but they should have known right away that the tech in this, the accumulation effect of the foam, was going to make the competitive angle of the game, like, meaningless, basically. Um Again, I'm a big third-person shooter guy. I typically love games like this. I am a huge Splatoon fan. I still play Splatoon 3. Every once in a while, I just bust it out and play a couple matches. I enjoy it. I am the right person for this game, and I hated it. (laughs) I hated it. Um, I played this game for like three or four hours and was like, I'm good. I'm glad I got it for free and didn't pay for it, because a lot of times we have to pay for games for Game Face, and I would have been really pissed off if I had to pay for this one. So this is free. On PlayStation Plus, if you're a subscriber, you can download it for free. Um, if you're asking me if it's worth the uh, the gigs on your hard drive, I give that a hearty no. It might be worth downloading just to check it out because it is, love it or hate it, it is kind of a new concept and a new idea 
There is some new technology in play yeah, here. Just because you're unique does not mean you're useful. But I would also argue that just watching this B-roll is probably all you need to do. Because <laughs> you can see what it's all about right here. Um, but you, do you see what I'm saying, Matt, about how the enemies are always behind, like, the mounds of the foam, mm -hmm. and you can't tell which one's, like, close and which one you should sight up? Like, it doesn't send all the right message for a competitive player. And this is a competitive game, and that's a deal-breaker, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So... I say stay way far away from Foam Stars. I would not, again, I would not even recommend that you just download it for free. I would claim it like you did, just because. Because mm -hmm. it could be another PT or something like that. <laughs> I doubt it. Although PT isn't much better than Foam Stars, to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. Um, but also, they're never going to take that away because people pay money for this. Right. Nobody yeah. ever paid for PT. That's, That's why true. they could pull it down. That's true. But I would go claim it. I would not download it. Unless you're just somebody who likes to check out different things because you're into game design or you're an aspiring game developer um there's something to learn from this i think not all good mm -hmm. <laughs> but there is something to learn from it um but generally i would just stay away and when the, once square enix did not learn anything from this <laughs> yeah. and once it goes out of playstation plus and they're charging money for it hell no they, i can't even imagine the amount of work they would have to do to this game to make it worth paying money for um, Cinetic asks, I wonder why PlayStation goes along with Square Enix on this kind of thing. Uh, does Square Enix force it, or else Final Fantasy is an exclusive or something? No, they don't play that cutthroat. I think, here's the thing, they're a partner. And with partners in any business, you're going to get some good, you're going to get some bad. You mm -hmm. hope that the good outweighs the bad. Yeah, and what does it cost Sony, really, to put this as their month ga their game like for nothing. the month on that? I mean, yeah. they probably gave them maybe a million bucks. Yeah. You think about what they make off of PlayStation Plus subscriptions every month? Dropping the bucket. It's, it's a joke. <laughs> Square gets some guaranteed income from a game that was going to obviously flop. Yep. And everybody, everybody kind of wins. And yep. nobody learns anything. Yeah. <laughs> so. Pretty much. I think, again, if you are into game development or making games or the creation of games, I think there's something to glean from Foam Stars. But that's pretty much the absolute height of the value of that game. So Foam Stars stay far away. Vincent asks... How does it compare to Square Enix's other bombs like Babylon's Fall and The Quiet Man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll say this. I did play Babylon's Fall for like over 10 hours. At least. I know. It's better than this. Babylon's Fall mm. is better than this game. Not as creative or unique, but it's better. Yeah. Foam Stars is more creative for sure. Even we're, though they we're, did. We're once again in that whole one out of five. Yeah, really you're matter, right. But... We are splitting hairs, yeah. and they're not good hairs. Um, anything else? How uh, long before they shut this down? <laughs> uh, the Legacy says this is the PlayStation All Stars of Splatoon. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I would say, too, is you saw in that B roll, characters completely forgettable. Mm -hmm. Like, total, like. like the PlayStation All Stars definitely had. Uh, little more to it than mm -hmm. than this did although yeah. yes it is the it is you know to smash brothers what this is split to splatoon yep so there you go that's foam stars it is a playstation exclusive it is on playstation plus don't even think about paying money for it are there there's no microtransactions or anything there are there are yeah but i I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't play it enough to even know if, it, if they're intrusive or not. Like I couldn't get past. I mean, I'm that sure point. it's costumes and yeah, bling. And it stuff. is. It's cosmetics and stuff. Like I don't. I didn't see any guns. Mm. But if they did use guns, that would be pretty. Slimy. The guns seem to be very tied to the characters. So I would be, I'm sure there's skins for them, but yeah. it, would, it would surprise me. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. That is foam stars. For Halloween, they should turn the foam into blood. <laughs> um, and then next up is. 
That's right. It's time for Name That Game Tune, brought to you by soundwizardry.com. If you need any audio work done for anything, whether you're working on a game, whether you're working on a trailer for your game, whether you're just working on an audio piece or a podcast or a TV or a show that you're working on for your YouTube channel, any audio, anything, go to soundwizardry.com. They can handle all of it. They're incredible. They worked on two Game of the Year contenders last year. Their resume is impeccable. Glenn is really, really good people. The type of person you want to work with. Go to soundwizardry.com. And with that, we're going to play Name That Game Tune. The second week that we've done this, um, there's some changes. We got some new graphics. I definitely boosted up the level of the audio sample so you guys can hear them more clearly. Um, so I think everything should go a little bit more copacetically in that way. Um, and a couple things to remember, it, we play this just like the old screenshot name that game. Basically, I play five audio samples from a video game and you try to guess the name of the video game. You're not playing against Matt. It's just the first person in our chat to get it wins. Um, if you have one name that game this year, do not play because that one guy yeah that actually we only have one or two winners this year so far i think just or one. one just one yep um so there's only one person out of it but so pretty much everybody can play and then the other thing is is that we put the chat into slow mode so don't just spam the chat with a bunch of game titles hoping you guess it right you can only send one chat every 60 seconds so make sure you save it until you know exactly what it is and with that also by the way i should say thanks to silk snake for our intro for Name That Game, I did a little bit of work on the thing that he sent me to combine the new stuff he sent me with his old uh, audio sample that he sent us. So anyway, thanks to Silk Snake for hooking up the intro for Name That Game, and thanks to soundwizardry.com for sponsoring the segment. And with that, it's time for the new Name That Game tune. Hmm. And yep, I've got chat hooked up in there so you guys can see it as you guess. Um, I think it's an upgrade over what we had last week. Like I said, yeah. this is a work in progress, um, our new show, and so we'll keep improving things and making them better as we go. we um, got to find a way to listen to this thing. Yep, that's the next step, so that you can actually compete against them next time. Um, so anyway, again, five samples from a video game. You try to guess the name of the game. Here is the first sample. All right, there you go. And I'll say this, Matt, I have been considering maybe playing it twice. Mm -hmm. Because I kind of did like an experiment myself and was like, hey, what if I was playing this? Like, how would it be? And I think I felt like I needed to hear it twice. Um, I don't know if playing it twice is going to mm -hmm. help people with cheating either. Mm -hmm. Is it Earthbound? It's not Earthbound. Kid Icarus, no. Tetris, no. Pitfall, no. Bonk, Bonk. no. That's a good guess, though. Um, Adventure Island, no. Mario Land and the Six Golden Coins, no. Mm. That's a pretty good guess, though, Draylocks. I think that's how I say your name. I hope I got it right. Uh, Mr. Do, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that looks like it from the first sample. And again, I try to make it so they get more obvious as we go. Here is sample number two. guesses from that one not right away oh we got it eric cartman has got it it mm. is 
punch out. Congratulations, Eric Cartmenez. Here's a round of applause for your victory. Mellow Pintor also got it from that one. A, a couple people did. Ultimate Villain got it. Manny DR1 got it. Yep. It was Punch Out. A lot of people got it from that. What was it? Um, that one, I think, was the Defeat uh, song that you mm. play when you lose. What was the first thing? Uh, the first thing was like this obscure like menu music. Mm. Yep. Um, and then here's the third one, if you guys have made it that far. Here's the fourth one. My fingers are too slow. <laughs> and here's the last one, which would have been obvious to anybody who had played Punch Out. Yep. That was, so Console Eye says you can hear the crowd. Yep. And so that was when I was working on the samples for this, like the first couple, I cut the crowd out. Because mm -hmm. so I was like, that'll give it up. At least then they'll know it's like a sports thing or whatever. Um, well, also, the crowd on Punch Out is very distinct. It is like, distinct. If you've yeah. heard that for hours and hours playing that game, you're gonna know that. Yes. Yeah. And then, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, starting over. <laughs> Three more hours. Yeah. Stop that. Um. So, like for the third and the fourth one, I I left the crowd in because I was like, these guys need to get this, and they need to get it right and they need to win so eric cartmenez first of all congratulations for winning i'm happy to be able to return a little bit of the cash that you gave me from our steelers bet last year so hmm. congratulations you got a little bit of your cash back i should have also mentioned off the top that the winner gets a free game um and so eric cartmenez will get a free game and i should have also mentioned that if you don't play pc games you shouldn't play because all the codes that we give away to the winners are for PC, but mm -hmm. I think Eric has a PC and plays uh, plays PC games, so I think we should be good. Um, and with that, I guess we can do some Q and A. If you guys have some questions for Matt and I, go at Sifted Games so we can pluck out the questions from all the rest. We have some time; we have about ten minutes. We can answer a couple questions here. Uh, Are we using OBS now? We are. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Mitchell like Mitchell. KNS just says, still believe Shane just needs to use OBS. We are using OBS. Yeah, we, that's what we're streaming on. That's how we finally did our 1080p stream. I'm not sure what OBS he's looking for. Oh, I think maybe he's saying instead of a TriCaster, use OBS. Oh, I guess. But that's ridiculous. <laughs> like I think a, that's how most streamers do it. No, they do. But it, OBS is nothing compared to a TriCaster as mm. far as what it can do. Um, you can see it. If you look at other podcasts that use OBS, you can see they don't do the stuff that we do. Uh, Norx Nessie 94 thank you for Twitch Prime. I also paid $10,000 for our TriCaster, and we're going to effing use it. <laughs> so, oh. sorry, buddy. Um, Manny DR1, Matt's thoughts on Madam Web. I don't even know what that is. Sup with MCU. I, he's speaking some other language I don't understand. Madam Web is the new Sony Spider-Man villain spinoff okay. um, that comes out tomorrow. MCU is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know that, obviously. Um, Madam Web, is, I think last I saw, was sitting somewhere on a 30, 33 on Metacritic. Oh. Um, it has been called the Cats of Superhero Movies. <laughs> um, okay. It looks absolutely terrible. Uh, the PR campaign has mostly been uh, Dakota Johnson going around saying that the movie is awful and also the industry is about to collapse. So that's an interesting message to send. Um yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good. Uh, I think the Bob Marley biopic is going to beat it this weekend. Um, I'm actually excited for that biopic. It's uh, that Have you also heard anything about it? Uh, not nothing good, but better really? than Madam Web. That sucks. Um, I'm disappointed to hear that. So Madam Web, it seems like going to be a big bomb. 
Um, outside of like you know people, but a lot of the reviews are like, wait till it comes to home video, get stoned and make fun of it. But maybe wow. that's about it. Okay. Uh, future MCU. Um, well, the only MCU movie this year is Deadpool three. That's it. Uh, Deadpool, Deadpool and Wolverine, which you know premiered the trailer on the Super Bowl. And it is the most viewed trailer of all time. Really? It got 365 million views in 24 hours. For Deadpool? Um, for Wolverine. Yeah. Let's be I mean, Deadpool's yeah. popular, but it's Wolverine. The crowd showed up for Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Wolverine's not really... It was funny. There were some people complaining. It's like, why don't you show Wolverine? We've already seen him in the set photos. I'm like, yeah, 99% <laughs> of the audience doesn't know this movie even existed until they saw the Super Bowl ad, guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Deadpool's gonna do pretty good. I think you're probably looking at the the new top grossing R-rated film of all time uh, when that hits. Um, and it uh, there are rumors that it was originally going to be titled Deadpool Saves the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, which would have been a reference to a comic book called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. um, but he is it's a big multiverse thing. There's rumors that Jennifer Garner is coming back as Elektra in it, and like. Anyone, anyone is on the table in wow. terms of the multiverse stuff. Well, everyone's going nuts about the, the shot where he reloads the guns in midair, but no one seems to notice that he's doing that in front of a destroyed 20th Century Fox logo. <laughs> like it's, and the TVA from, from Loki is after him. Okay. The, the people who guard the timeline. Um, probably because of the end of Deadpool 2 where he changed all the timeline shit. All right, all yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, should be... I think you're looking at a, probably maybe a billion dollars on that one. Wow. Um, and then the only... There's only five comic book movies this year. There's Madam Web, uh, Deadpool 3, Craven, which is the next Sony garbage, mm -hmm. uh, Joker 2, which is a musical um, starring <laughs> Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Wow. That's real. I'm not making that up. That's real. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and uh, Venom 3, which actually is still shooting, so I don't know if Venom 3 is still gonna, actually going to come Probably out in November. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, but it's on the schedule for November. Okay. Um, remember when we thought uh, Spider-Verse 3 was going to come out like a month and a half? That was good times. <laughs> um, but yeah, the MCU is kind of having a little bit of a, we got to have a plan here, because mm. it turns out that after they achieved one of the greatest things in commercial cinema, that nobody sat down and worked out what they're going to do next, next, and they just started throwing movies out and hoping it was all going to come together like they'd done before, and it didn't. Yeah. Um, and I I think part of the problem is they wanted to they wanted to hang the multiverse saga on T'Challa, Peter Parker, and uh, Captain Marvel, and uh, Chadwick Boseman died. Right. And Sony started getting weird about the Mar the Sony the, the Spider Man license, and Brie Larson backed way the fuck off as much as she could because she was getting so much hate and death threats from useless weirdos yeah. um, and fragile men. So they did, they were kind of left without a protagonist. We, you know, the, the, if you will go back and watch those old the old MCU, it's pretty clear from the beginning. Steve Rogers and Tony Stark are the main characters of the story. Yeah, of course. There yeah. isn't really a main character of the story right now. Right now, and that's yeah. a prop. That's the they big have to problem. establish it. People can go on about like the bullshit about the diversity requirements or the MCU or whatever mm -hmm. nonsense shit they need to tell themselves to sleep at night because they're failures in life but like <laughs> the real problem is there is no protagonist of the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe right now the closest we've gotten right now I think is Kamala Kamala mm -hmm. Khan uh, near the end of the Marvels who sort of gets the Young Avengers initiative going I'm like that movie should have been like the third movie after Endgame yeah. like they needed to get on with it quicker yeah. um, so the next MCU movie will be Captain America 4 next year um, and that has to be great it, it does. has to be great do or die, like, yeah. it ha like if that one doesn't hit hard if that doesn't, if you don't get another Winter Soldier that one, out of that one, I think you're in trouble. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I think you're already in trouble, but Kinda. I think you're you're in 
maybe unrecoverable right. tailspin if Captain. And the word is they're doing four months of reshoots this oh. year on that, which basically means they're reshooting the movie. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. It's not encouraging. I, no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath. I mean, I hope would... so because I love I love Sam as Captain America. Mm-hmm. I think you know he's great. Uh, they're gonna finally address that that celestial in the middle of the ocean that was from the end of Eternals. Like, there's a lot of cool ideas happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hope kind of hoping Sam Rockwell comes back and he got Harrison Ford as Red Hulk and like there's gonna oh, yeah. be some good shit in there. But oh boy, they need to make a great movie. They yep. really need to nail it. Stand on the one. edge right now for sure. All right, let's check you guys out again. Do you guys ask any more questions? Or are you just talking about MCU stuff? Oh, here's a long one from Mitchell Ness. Um, any chance that Microsoft announces at some point that Xbox game purchases will be compatible with the Xbox Store for Windows? I'll talk about playing everywhere and coming to PlayStation with some of the catalog that will likely expand. This seems like the answer to save face with the brand and keep the ecosystem together. Microsoft seemingly will, that's the longest question ever. Microsoft seemingly will de- deprioritize more powerful Xbox hardware. I mean, a bunch of the stuff I've bought on Xbox is available on my PC. Like, yeah. play, you know, play anywhere or whatever. That's basically what that is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're doing that. Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm, so. I think that'll just get more and more universal as time goes on. I agree. For pretty much that exact reason. Yep. Uh, from Justin Horman, is it strange for so many devs to be chasing a games of the service dragon? Only a few surely must succeed with that avenue, and even if they are, are successful, they're just backing themselves in a corner where they'll need to spend money to continue to support it. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. I mean, if you watch Pactor Factor, which you guys should all be doing, you know already what kind of money is generated by these games as a service. Like, I don't know how many times he cited the the revenue uh, dollars per year for Apex Legends. It's like half a billion dollars. And it's not even like the biggest game as a Mm -hmm. service. This is what they're chasing. Yeah. Because also it, because you can pitch that to an executive and they know what you're talking about because they have seen the reports. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. That's one of the one of the there's always gonna be some lag time when one of these trends is over where you're still seeing games that come out that follow that trend because they've it's gonna take a while for the people in the in the executive ivory tower to realize that the, the gravy train is passed. Yep. It's totally true. Um so anyway, that's what I would say. Um it's it's a license to print money, but you're right. If you get to be one of the four or five that actually because makes it what in. we what we found is that you oh, the industry we can really only support like four or five. Yeah. And well, you, because a human being can only play one at a time, yeah. maybe two. But playing it seriously to be like one of the people that really you know as a lifestyle game they would call it maybe yeah in the in the marketing department yeah um you, there's only room for one of those in someone's life yeah like to really play and get somewhere with it yeah and to, and they, those are already decided for anyone who's going to play that so to be to get a piece of that pie you have to dip, supplant that game with that person and with enough people to matter yeah and like that is a i don't think battles get more uphill than that at this point i agree matt um, so I, I would say, unless you have like a crazy idea that, you know, nobody else is doing, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, like unless you have the next PUBG. like hell divers, I can't believe it sold as well as it did for the quality of the game is there, but that actually worked out. Like, even if people stopped playing in two weeks, mm-hmm. they still sold a million copies. Like that game didn't cost that much to develop. It probably isn't a loser. PlayStation wants you guys to keep playing because it wants to keep making that recurring revenue. But I think Helldivers is an anomaly because it is a console exclusive. I don't. I would hope that other publishers would not look at Helldivers and be like, "Hey, that's what we can do." No, you can't. Like, look at 
Square Enix's attempts at these games that in a lot of cases mm-hmm. are better than Helldivers, and they bombed. So no, I can't really think of any of those, but um, I think you're selling Helldivers a little short, just in the sense that while it doesn't do anything new, the theme matters. For some reason, but I just time? played that um, Starship Troopers game, that PC game mm-hmm. that was ultimately canceled because they ran out of money. Well, yeah, it's canceled. That game's better than Helldivers by Maybe. several magnitudes. We'll never know now. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, Helldivers came out. That's the that's, that's the difference a good point. there. Yeah. Well, when you have PlayStation behind, you have Sony behind you, it's gonna matter. Yeah. Gonna I happen. mean, that's why else would Days Gone not? Was it Days Gone? Is that the name of that game? Days Gone. That's the zombie. Yeah, that's right. That's the name. Game. That's the other game. I was like, if it wasn't, a, that wasn't Sony game, it never was. But that wasn't a game as a service. That was just no. A but it was just game. a bad game. Right. That, like you're it like, how did came this out get made? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. of PlayStation's dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, once you pass a certain point of no return, I think you come out under the PlayStation banner, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for Game Face episode three seventy six. Yeah. Oh, and I'll t- Cinetyke did ask um, about Flat Earther, one of the short films. Oh yeah, that Flat Earther goes up online on Friday. Does it on the sixteenth? Because it's festival. Festival run is over, so it will go up on Vimeo and YouTube. Um, keep you it- will put it up on your your Twitter feed, right? It'll, it'll I'll be retweeting the director when he puts it up. Yeah. So follow. So follow M-Kyle, me, Kyle. M K E I L. On yeah. Twitter, and uh, make sure you. So check whenever it out. Brian puts that up on Friday, I will retweet that, and you can see it there. And then the other one, Cabaseo, will go up, I think, pretty soon. Okay. Soon. So they're both going up very soon. Awesome. Um, a reminder, obviously. Don't we... watch it on a phone, please. Yeah. <laughs> That's our only request. Don't watch it on a phone. Yeah, yeah. Watch it on a big screen. Um, At least a tablet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a reminder, in case some of you guys jumped in in the middle of the episode, that. Keep an eye on your on-site Sifted subscription accounts. I'm not going to go through everything that happened again at the end of the show like I did at the beginning of the show. If anything funky happens with your account, you get an email saying your payment didn't go through, contact us immediately. Um, If you're watching this show on YouTube or you're listening to it on any of the podcast services out there, and it's on all of them, um, it would be great if you consider going to patreon.com slash sifted and pledging to our Patreon. Um, it, It appears that we are about to get sunk for a ton of money here. And we need as much support as we can. I'm not kidding to try and stay alive here. So, again, if you've been sitting on the fence, thinking about maybe supporting us, maybe not, it would be a great time if you go to patreon.com slash sifted right now and pledge. Um, if you don't have any money, you can review the show on any podcast service. And I'll say this, Matt, I was pleasantly surprised to see how many reviews we have on Spotify. Hmm. We have like 90-some reviews on Spotify for the show. So, Spotify crew, thank you, man. It makes a difference. I can see already that our podcast is starting to bubble up on Spotify in more searches. So it's making a difference. Keep doing it. Again, if you can't afford to support us in any way, that's something that you can do to help. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, go down in the description and learn how to help us with Twitch Prime. You hear us talk about it live on the show all the time. All our awesome crew helping us out with Twitch Prime. It makes a big difference, and we really need that money now. So if you could do that, we would really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Matt, as always. Uh, thanks to you guys for making the show better, fact-checking us, filling in, asking great questions. We'll see you next Tuesday. Game Faces up and out.